How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Greg Hill Show broadcast live this week from Fort Myers. Co-sponsored by McFarlane Energy, the E.L. Harvey Companies, the Viva Trattoria, and Shaw's and Star Market. This is the Greg Hill Show, live from JetBlue Park for Red Sox Spring Training. Getting you ready for the 2024 season. Now, here's Greg Hill, Courtney Cox, and Jermaine Wiggins on WEEI. Good morning from Fenway South, JetBlue Park. Beautiful, dark Fort Myers. And I think... Both Courtney and Wiggy's first time at the old ballpark down here. It's gorgeous. Yeah. From what I've seen, it's dark, but yeah. it's, it looks like, like it's going to be nice. Yeah, yes. it looks like a really nice setup over here. Yeah. There's not much in this area here. Driving what do you in. Mean? What do you mean? Driving I'm... in, it's like you're in, it looks like, you know, just like a giant industrial park and then boom. Well, I mean, where else would you would you expect the park to be? No, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it wasn't really much, at least where we're staying in the sense of it's like... I think Curtis made a great point about it's like one giant strip mall for Myers. <laughs> well, I mean, can you wait till the sun comes up and give them a chance? I mean, I uh, there are well, a lot of, there are a lot of beautiful parts of Florida. I know when you is... don't see no lights at nighttime, it generally tells no. you there's not much around. <laughs> <laughs> I, understand, I, understand, I think he pictured that the ballpark was going to be picturesque with a beach behind it. I think well, you were no, expecting just, more beach. No, I was just expecting. Anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, the sun will be up in about an hour, and you'll have the opportunity to take Uh a look at all of Fort Myers and make a decision for yourself. Yeah, this is my first time in Fort Myers. I know. Yeah, it's your first time in Fort Myers, and you were 
I, I don't know that you've been happy the whole entire time. How long have we been gone? 12 hours? <laughs> 12 hours, Wiggy yeah. Was, Wiggy was, I, I was beside himself last night when we tried to check into the residence in by Marriott. It was absolute uh, disaster checking in, and Ken had left his credit card, and the Marriott people didn't know that Ken had left his credit card, and Wiggy was harumphing his way through that entire process last night. I, very upset. The G-note for the room. I, I know. And I'm glad that Wiggy looked. I didn't even look. So right. when Wiggy texted the group message, I said, did I get charged $1,000? Yeah, no, I, no, I was, believe me, I was right there for, yeah. for the whole, I got to see the whole entire thing. Yeah, Ken ran but, it up the flagpole, uh, and we are all here. But let me just tell you, flying domestically... In America, is just such a joy. It's such a treat. It's lovely. Every, you know, you don't just sit on the ground. And I don't get why did the captain have to feel compelled to create a falsehood? Just say we can't take off because we lost our departure time because the incoming flight was late. Instead yeah. of saying we had more than expected checked baggage, so we have to sit here with our thumb up our butt for forty minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, really, the we were gonna fly at four thirty, and then they alerted everybody it was gonna be four fifty, and then we sat. I would say we sat on the tarmac for about forty-five minutes or so. Correct. Uh, and took off at six p.m. I texted uh, Curtis saying, are you guys still taxiing? Because I was following the flight, and he said, yes, and I've already eaten my pretzels. Things could get ugly. So. It really did. And, and the fun part was, Courtney, you missed out. They took us to a part of Logan. It was like, okay, we've had them seated stationary for an hour. Mm-hmm. We need to move the plane. Mm-hmm. So we did like a tour. We went by uh, with uh, uh, Doug is adjusting my microphone with his hands while we're on the air. Uh, uh, this is going to be a long three days. What? Ken told you to do what? To, uh, <laughs> okay. Oh I am just. I. I just. We can certainly adjust, <laughs> adjust things as we're moving on. Doug, a reminder. You're a little bit. You're an old head like myself. We're on Twitch, so uh, this uh, everything is being broadcast on Twitch. And hello and good morning to everybody on Twitch. Good day. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so we had a very yeah. scenic trip around Logan, which mm-hmm. I thought was lovely, and then uh, took off and landed. And let me just say, it is great to be here. Nice. Uh, it is. We have three days here, and we will do our best to bring you all of the excitement of spring training for this Boston Red Sox team. And there are a lot of questions that uh, certainly fans have and others have about the Boston Red Sox. And we'll see what kind of answers we can get for you over the next three days. We will be joined here this morning at 9 by the president of the Boston Red Sox, Sam Kennedy, uh, Curtis's BFF. And so... Um, I'm excited to talk to Sam Kennedy about uh, lots of things and, and certainly see what we can uh, garner from uh, from Sam when it comes to how they're feeling about this uh, baseball team this season. So, uh, And then uh, coming up at 7, we'll get the opportunity to talk to one of the newest Boston Red Sox pitchers, and that is Liam Hendricks, who will be available I guess all-star break time post Tommy John. So um, he'll be with us here this morning. And an awesome story with him, too. I'm really excited. I mean, he overcame cancer, went through cancer treatment back in 2023. So to do that and then to go through Tommy John surgery, he has has a great story. So I think a lot of Red Sox fans don't know a ton about him. So to have the opportunity to let them uh, get to know him better I think will be awesome. 
Um, while the while we're here, uh, we got to watch a considerable portion of that Celtics game on the uh, on the tarmac and uh, in air yesterday. And um, Celtics now, Shine, this is pretty good stat. Celtics have not lost at home to an Eastern Conference rival in over a year. Jinx. Uh, wow, it's not a it's not a jinx, but that's pretty that's, impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive, and they look good last night. Yeah. I, mean, I, um, I mean, no Embiid, but the uh, right. uh, you got a pretty good game out of Jalen Brown, minus mm-hmm. the uh, minus the errant uh, turnover here and there. And, yep, yep. Um, uh, Porzingis, I thought was pretty big in that fourth quarter last yeah, night. Yeah, they, they kind of like you know, I, I think everybody kind of knows their roles. Uh, Jalen Bra- uh, Jalen Brown had what uh, twelve, fourteen, or. 16 or something like that in the second quarter, and Tatum had like nine in the first. So it's kind of like they have a good mix of, you know, guys contributing and other guys saying, okay, he's 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 feeling hot right now. I'll take a step back. So I think that's the biggest thing with the Celtics team that I'm impressed with is that everybody's able to, you know, put their egos aside and, and kind of spread the wealth. And I think we've seen growth from my man Missoula, mm. 46-40. I'm watching the Sixers go on a bit of a run. Yep. They get a six-point lead, immediate timeout. Then the Celtics went on like a 10-2 run yeah. right after it. And it's small, but I think I, I react too strongly to the manner in which Missoula answers <laughs> yeah, questions. Well, I mean, he's a, I mean, he goes out of his way to be an ass to Gary Washburn. He's just a guy who's like a good writer who's doing his job. but uh, Who's so nice. He's the nicest guy. <laughs> yeah. the, like, it is very interesting. It's so, And it's not like he's not prepared. He's like one of the best basketball writers in the country but maybe it's a personal thing they like going back and forth nonetheless that was fun uh it was uh watching that that was a, a, an example where in the second round of the playoffs last year against the sixers missoula might not have called the timeout right missoula might have just said i want to let this go i don't want to have anybody tell me how to coach my team well yeah and also in general when the threes aren't falling like they normally might uh, not trying to force it and and being okay with all right we're only whatever they shoot what they shoot twenty two threes last night or whatever like you're uh, you're you're able to adjust and do something differently as opposed to trying to force that game so. and I feel like because of all the regular season success in winter teams recently we sort of take this for granted but this Celtics team is the best of any of them like I mean it, yeah. they're healthy they're the Hands best out. team Boston's had in six years in any sport they yeah. are just. There's a different level, the second gear, whenever they're down and they need some points, they need a bucket, like the effortless way the, the Jalen Brown transitions, like they are awesome. Since Brady, I mean, this is the last team that has had the best player in the league on their team. And when you think about Jason Tatum, you know, the argument could be made that he's, you know, the best player in the league. And to have, Curtis is right, to have a team like this with the talent that they have put together and to have that top player, it just... So wait, but that that means you're saying they're a better team than the at this point you're determining them to be a better team than the Bruins last season regular season one. Oh so yeah, we're, I, well, I we're mean, the best team ever to or uh, yeah among the best ever to do it in the history of the NHL in the regular season. Especially when you compare to the Bruins last year. I mean, you have Mike Milbury saying they're pretenders, not contenders. I don't think anybody's looking at the Celtics no. team and thinking that they're pretending out there. Like this is who they are. They are the best team in the league. And I think a lot of people last year thought that the Bruins had a great year, but they overachieved in what their success was in the sense of like you know having a a history setting year 
and it was more of an overachievement coming into the season. I don't think expectations were like that. Um, but when you look at coming into the season with the Celtics, I think the expectations were Tatum, Brown, were taking that next step. Then you add a guy like Porzingis, who's an all-star. You, you felt like, wow, this team is real. Then Derek White's playing the way he's playing. Then you add another all-star in Drew Holiday. So I think the expectations were like, man, this team should really, really be talented. All right, well, Celtics with yet another win, and you can talk about that all day here on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. We have a lot to get to on today's show, which is coming to you from JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida, and that includes today's leads, which we will get to in just about 15 minutes or so at 625. I mentioned that we'll be joined here at JetBlue Park by Red Sox pitcher Liam Hendricks. That's coming up at 7. And then we'll try to squeeze. They set it in at seven twenty. Uh, why, why are you staring at me? Oh, you guys staring at me? No, just I, I, like Ken. We got it. We'll, we'll during the break. Well, what's Ken? Doing? Just like the the twitch and everything. It's like we got. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just I'm doing we're, my best, Ken. We're <laughs> just <laughs> taking off. Wait, was Ken freaking out, sending messages? Well, I all, you, all you get is a shot of Curtis's head. Right. So <laughs> I just got out of the shot. So I'm, no, I'm going to try a different angle. Maybe when we come back from break. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Listen. I mean, this is not a multi-billion-dollar multimedia production like Netflix, who is right next door to us. Right. Right. I this is we we half ass things so I I, I, don't, I don't know what to say I so we need a better let's let's figure out we need a better angle on Twitch that's yep, what, I'll that's do what that. Ken is saying we need the microphones to be twisted in a certain uh, certain way correct um, anything else that's uh, that's that's off I, yeah I I, I think it's kind of like you know this is one of those movies this is like a uh, this is what we would call back in the days a cin a Skinamax. Uh, <laughs> Okay. To put right. the camera somewhere, a, and, uh, a bit and, of a, a bit of a bit of a reference for some of the older audience. Yes, but yes, that's what, yes. Yeah, that's okay. They're not very, uh, that's not very good quality, but yeah, you put a I camera somewhere right. and make, I, I, make I the magic happen. Yep, there are two boobs. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, yeah, that that is correct. I mean, listen, I have uh, you know I have made my, my desire known with the Boston Red Sox would be that we would do this show somewhere out in the stadium on the field. Uh, and that would present itself uh, on Twitch and, and elsewhere as, uh, I think, a very uh, beautiful, picturesque, uh, you know, baseball day in America scene. Mm-hmm. I, I, they, they are unable to, to make that happen. So, Often what uh, happens is when someone becomes too image conscious, mm-hmm. the image gets blurred. <laughs> so it could be, could that be could be what's going on. Yeah. But I would also say good morning and yeah. that I, I know we're going to get to it during they said it. Elliot Wolf's press conference yesterday yeah. will be remembered forever, mm-hmm. good or bad. <laughs> if he is everything we think he may be or he hopes uh-huh. to be, then God bless him. Uh-huh. But the absolute burial by the new Patriots regi- regime when it, when it is in regards to Bill Belichick is disgusting. I told you. They're, they're, the hatchet, <laughs> they threw the hatchet in the guy, and now they're trying to destroy him. And I, I it doesn't make any sense. It's delusional. It's like you think that fans are going to forget the the six Lombardis and the two decades of competitive success that they had, or that they're somehow going to credit people other than Bill Belichick with a lot of that. It's it's nuts. And why was I, Elliot Wolf here if he hated everything they were doing? He literally went chapter and verse about how they're not going to be need specific. They want tough guys. They want this. They want that. Quarterbacks come in the first round. 
direct shot at Bill Belichick, yeah. who always thought he could find a quarterback later. Like, I, we think, oh my God, how are Robert Kraft and, and the rest of the Patriots watching the dynasty and seeing how they're burying Bill Belichick? They're all continuing the burial. It's uh, it's a strategy. It's like what they're trying to do. But it's they like are the, so misreading the, the fan base. They are. I, there's one thing for me about Bill. Whatever the Patriots fan has such an emotional connection to Bill, and this is so short sighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the result that they think they're going to get is it is not the result. They're, I think they're going to get the opposite result, where Bill's going to be a sympathetic character, mm. and there's going to be those that listen i you know i i like gerard mayo we had gerard mayo on this show uh, a couple months ago month and a half ago he's i i think he's i i hope my lips to god's ears i hope he does i hope he's a fantastic head coach uh if he's not however there there may be a point in time <laughs> well, in which there may be a point in time in which you start to think fondly of the guy who used to be here yeah. and, and wish, especially if that guy is, uh, you know, one season plus removed, is doing what he does elsewhere and doing it successfully. Well, yeah, I think that's a little like on the, the on-the-field coach, and I completely agree with you, but I actually like what they're doing because I think this is going to completely take away or give the the confidence back to Pats fans from when you hear Elliot Wolf talk and what we've seen with Bill Belichick. So that's kind of part Elliot, of my lead. I, you think that Elliot Wolf or Gerard Mayo or anybody saying anything mm-hmm. gives Patriots fans confidence? It doesn't go – they can yeah. say – they can – why? Well, well I, I mean, why? you want it now you want why? to – Is it your lead? lead? Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's all right. You, all right. Whatever all right. you want. We'll save it for your lead. Okay. Yeah, save it for your lead. All right, we'll get to today's leads coming up in just a little bit. If you want to be on this morning, the number to call is 617-779-7937, or you can text on the Subaru of New England text line, which is 37937. And right now, here is Courtney from JetBlue Park with what is trending this hour. The Rich Keefe Show, weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. And trending now brought to you by Subaru. The Celtics took down the Sixers last night, 117-99. Jalen Brown led the way with 31 points, while Jason Tatum was right behind him with 29, along with 11 rebounds. Joe Mazzula, and we've been talking about how the Celtics are able to adjust mid-game or with whatever team is, is facing them on the court. Uh, game in and game out. Joe Missoula put it perfectly how this team is able to do that. Here he is after the win. It's all right there. We're very comfortable. So it took us a little while to just get to that space, you know. Um, so once we were able to get to that spacing and, and uh, understand, you know, how we were able to take advantage of the matchups differently, uh, made it, the game slow down for us, you know. So, um, but I think, you know, we're very comfortable in it. And the key to that is playing physical offense, uh, getting to the free throw line, making your free throws, but, you know, our one-shot defense. As long as we keep the relationship of the game being connected, you can't attack if you don't defend, you can't defend if you don't attack. As long as we keep that relationship, then we'll be able to play against any coverage. And I think that was the difference from this season to last season because last he- season I think we fi- feel felt like he only cared about one side of the of the ball. Mm. He only cared about offense. He only mm. cared about getting a- as many threes up as possible. This is the difference that we see with this team and Joe Mazzola. The Sox game ended in a tie yesterday with the Cardinals three apiece. Cutter Crawford started this one. He went two innings, giving up one run on three hits while striking out one. Another one for the Sox today, taking on the Nationals in Palm Beach. 105 start. You can listen to Joe and Lou on the Shaws and Star Market. W.E. EEI Red Sox Network on EEI 850 and, of course, as always, on the Odyssey app. 
And the Subaru of New England, Washington's birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. SubaruofNewEngland.com. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right, 51 in Drizzle back home. Afternoon high in the mid-50s. Right here, already 60 degrees. Sunrise, Greg, in about 25 minutes from right now. And it is going to be a gorgeous afternoon high in the low 80s. All right, this morning's leads coming up next. We're back. <laughs> this is a uh, what some. This is like a product, like a Roadrunner uh, right. Acme uh, Acme bombing company production down here. I am a massive uh, fan of movies off of Tubi, uh, and uh, Tubi uh, movies are like as low budget as I've, you. I've can never, get. I've never heard of it. Yeah, Hold on, like, Doug. Could you do me a favor? Just wh- I, when Courtney is putting her microphone on. Just if you could just run the board so that when Courtney's putting her microphone on, it's not a giant. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. No, don't. It's not you. It's not. It's nobody. It's just there's there's like 47. There's how many people do we have total here? Five. Yeah. Everybody's running around with a different intent and trying to do it different. Right. Shime, I wish you could be here. You're missing a lot of right. fun and excitement. Th- this lot, is a lot I of fun Florida. and excitement, Shime. I don't know how to describe it to you. I, I can extra- I, I can describe. You got it to Wiggy him. and Courtney fighting over what the angle should right. be on Twitch. I. <laughs> I don't know where Curtis is. Curtis has disappeared. He may have gone to get coffee. coffee. I don't know. I I was getting texts from Greg at like 1130 last night. I was was worried he wasn't going to wake up this morning. Sean, the best way to describe it is like this is the original, you know, uh, Michael Myers movies and the scary movies back in the day when they had no money. And it was so low budget. The it B was movies. Like, yes, this is B movies at its best. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're working on it, and we're glad that you you're listening on the radio or streaming or <laughs> on the Odyssey app or daring to tune in on Twitch this morning. You can watch this show on Twitch. Go to Twitch and follow W E I. And uh, Sean, let's be clear. Uh, texting you at eleven thirty with what? What was I texting you? Oh, with work last related night? stuff. Okay, but- thank you. I mean, we didn't I land. Worry about the, G, the GD plane didn't land until nine o'clock, and then we, it took us an hour to check in because Wiggy, Wiggy was complaining <laughs> about his diner's card. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't I, know we were going to spend a G note. You're on, not spending it on Hotel Six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking care of it for you. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. We're oh, in Florida. God, I just, I mean, it's like going. It's like you don't know people until you travel with them. It's like going away with kids. It's like going. Curtis's mic is not on. No, okay. it's my there fault. You go. you turn, turn. I can't find the effing coffee. Uh, I don't uh, know what's going on. All right. Uh, all right. God. Well, anyway, uh, we are at JetBlue Park, Fenway South, and we have three days of this for you. And uh, our, our, in, our hope will be that by the end of it, you're feeling maybe more positive <laughs> than you were about this Red Sox season. Yeah. So, uh, And maybe you are feeling positive. I don't know. We had... Uh, was that yesterday? We had a couple callers who were all fired up and and uh, feel like maybe um, there's some underestimation of the potential when it comes to this Red Sox team. So I don't know. I, I think I'm, today is a good day to get in the over seventy nine and a half wins for the Red Sox. You 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 legitimately feel that? I way. do. I feel like there's a a real uh, a chance that Montgomery comes here, and if he does, they're obviously going to increase the win total a game or two. So if it's at 79 and a half and you get it on it today, yeah. good deal. Maybe not there at the end of the week. And last year they won how many games? 
78, I mean, 75? I, I don't know. Uh, 79. Did they win 79 I'm last year? Sure. Orioles won 101. Right. Uh, I, I, I mean, listen, Jordan Montgomery, and we, we will get to talk to Sam Kennedy about this at 9 o'clock when he is with us, and hopefully he'll be forthcoming on it. Um, you know, if I think if you're dancing back and forth with him on a short-term deal – then he may just end up going back to Texas, and and they may end up doing a short term deal. Well, we can play more Healy for that if he goes uh, to Texas. So I, I think, um, but I think that if you're willing to try to find some way to to scrape up, you know, get the coins out of the uh, under the cushions of the couch, and come up with a reasonably longer term deal for the guy, then then you can. Get him. Those guys are sitting there. Like Blake Snell is sitting there. You could, if you wanted to spend, you could spend on Blake Snell. I mean, I. I but that, do you that, want to spend two hundred? Isn't he looking for like two hundred fifty million? I, do you want like, to spend that much money? on I don't know, Wiggy, because we like this is. Uh, we're gonna have to figure this out during the three days that we have here. Me and you, and you and the audience, and everybody else. They are. The payroll last year was $225 million. Sam Kennedy said the payroll is going to be less than that. Right now, it's $205 million uh-huh. uh, adjusted for uh, Biden-nomics or whatever. Right. I, I, <laughs> um, we should ask Sam so about that. When, when, what are they doing? What is the intent? If you have a team that finished in last place last year, and three of the last four years, mm-hmm. and you are not adding payroll-wise, you are subtracting payroll-wise. When it comes to pitching, you're not adding pitching. You're actually – you end up with an end-mean result that was subtracting a pitcher. Right. Then you end up – I mean, I'm going to – one of the guys that you subtracted out of here – uh, had an extraordinary debut outing yesterday in the form of Chris Sale, who uh, p- pitched basically two perfect innings, and the fastball was 97 miles per hour. So I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna have to ask Sam about that. But I, I you know what they I don't mean, have in Atlanta? I, I, the, what, bike lanes. Uh, <laughs> there's no bike lanes down there. I think they probably do have bike lanes. Um, so I don't know. I like what. You you give him a pass, and I understand that. No, no, but you have to tell me what your ex like. What what is it that they're doing this season? Well, similar to how you talk about the Bruins is is Sweeney gun shy because of making moves that didn't turn out. I think that maybe they might, and you bring up Chris Sale, I think they might be gun-shy in giving pitchers that type of money because when you start to look at some of the moves that they made with the pitchers, they've kind, it, it hasn't been great for them. You, brought, you talk about Chris Sale. I know David Price helped you win a World Series, but overall I, I don't think people felt like he was worth the money you gave him. So now if you've got two guys that are sitting out there, and I don't know exactly. All right, remove Blake Snell from the equation. Jordan Montgomery is not – He's not going to break the bank. Well, I know I I, 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 I I get that, but how many years does he want? I, I I'm with you on though. Why not just give Trevor Bauer one year and see if you hit lightning in a bottle there, and then see what some of these other guys that you're hoping to turn out to be something special, whether it's Bale, whether it's Tanner Hawk, those type of guys that you're looking at and say, we have young pitchers and we're expecting, uh, we have higher expectations for them. I just don't know if they want to give Jordan Montgomery. 
longer years or what he's exactly looking for. I don't know no. what, what the number is. All right. Well, we will get to talk to Sam Kennedy about all of those things. He is the president of the Boston Red Sox, and he will join us here at JetBlue Park at 9 this morning. Before that, though, coming up at 7, uh, newest member of the Boston Red Sox pitching staff, Liam Hendricks, will join us, and we'll get to talk to Liam, um, who is on his way back from Tommy John. So um, that is all coming up on day number one here from JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, and right now we should get to this. This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for... From where the rivers meet the sea Sparta, I'm so wild and fancy free I was early in the crazy way My folks said it's just a fade They were hoping for better days John, is that Jimmy Buffett? Well done, Greg. What is this? I understand... I mean, Florida, right? Well, I mean, the name of the song is Florida Days. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I was saving this song all week. I found uh, it on Monday when Courtney was in Florida, yeah. and I was like, ah, I got to wait till Wednesday. Right. I should have saved it till the apocalypse. <laughs> I, like, uh, but I like it. I'm hey, fine rest with in that. peace, Jimmy Buffett. Yes. All right. Leads this morning are brought to you by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. Just go to northeastelectrical.com, and they are serving the trade all over the region. 40 locations where they will, uh, they'll be willing to find you. So, um, Shime, good morning. Your lead. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, good morning. So, I know we've kind of discussed it a little bit this week, uh, but, Wiggy, I have good news for you. Mm-hmm. The T. Higgins Hope, not dead yet. Oh, okay. I, I all uh, indications to me are that the the trade up to number one probably dead, but T Higgins, however, not because. So, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, executive Duke Tobin spoke yesterday. He was not very committal to T Higgins. He's like, yeah, he fits our team perfectly, but you know, anything could happen. And how it was explained to me is that the reason Cincinnati tagged him so early in the window is because it was a clear indication to other teams that they were open to trading him at the right price. And so a guy like Elliot Wolf, if he really wants to quote-unquote weaponize the offense, this is a guy you can go get. It's not going to cost you a ton. It's going to cost you a decent-sized contract, but because he's on the tag, it's not going to cost you a ton of capital. And I so, thought it was two first rounds for a tag. No, that's that's not. Yeah, check that out. I think when you fra- when a guy gets franchised, isn't there compensation for that player? Isn't no, that's two- that was like last year. If uh, like with Lamar Jackson was in the transition okay. tag, if you try to like match that tag, then it's two first. But when you're just making a deal with another team, it's not going to be two first. Okay. And for T Higgins, it will not be two first. My okay. guess is you could probably get away with giving thirty. What is it? Thirty four, thirty five overall. Your first pick in the second round mm-hmm. plus a second round next year. So maybe two seconds. Okay. And, and I think you might be able to get the deal done. Plus, you have to give him a big contract. I think it's the perfect opportunity to bring in a legit number one receiver, and Cincinnati's open to trading him. All right, I like that. All right, Shime, thank you very much. Curtis, good morning. Good morning, guys. So we talked about it briefly, but the way in which the New England Patriots are conducting business is so idiotic. They 
do not understand the fan base's relationship with Bill Belichick. They view Bill as this guy that was a thorn in their side, who made their life more difficult, he was a schmuck, whatever. The people that buy season tickets view Bill Belichick as the architect of the greatest dynasty in the history of American sports. And the way Elliot Wolf comes across as this, you know, Woodland-esque Curtis kid talking about how he builds a football team and how he grew up at the Combine with his dad and Al Davis and how he has a Packer way of doing business. Here's what the specter of Bill Belichick will be this year. If Bill had gone to the Cowboys and stunk, then... There's really no pressure on Mayo and the Patriots because you're seeing he's clearly the game's passed him by. When Bill is not coaching, you will think more about the greatness of Bill and the specter of Bill will grow as opposed to him being on a sideline. So if they don't come out of the gates well, if their quarterback they take stinks or if their free agency guys fail, it is going to come back so hard. And they're adding in a layer of difficulty to something that's already incredibly hard which is to build a championship roster without a quarterback Mm. with a rookie head coach. I just don't get it. Curtis, couldn't have said it better myself. I I just, uh, if I can interrupt quickly, because Curtis and I had a very similar lead. Uh, So I'm just going to hop on with you. Welcome. The... Um, and then I'm going to run down and get our coffee because they keep calling. Um, the, <laughs> um, this started when uh, Robert Kraft had a joint press conference with Bill Belichick and said very glowing things about him. And Bill, I think, uh, being somewhat naive, uh, said wonderful things about the organization, said he'd always be a patriot and uh, probably ex- expected that would be it. Then, a couple hours later, Robert Kraft came out and held his own press conference and started to, in my opinion, try to uh, turn the narrative when it comes to Bill Belichick and what he did here. It continued with Dynasty. I, I We're four episodes in, another couple drop on Friday, and I think you'll see I, I the intent, as far as I'm concerned, the entire docu-series is to make Bill irrelevant as if he had nothing to do with the success here in New England over two years. It is, in my opinion, Curtis, it is like Curtis is running to get the <laughs> And I can't even make my reference. I, I'm on board. No, I Go think ahead. there's. I have, a, yeah. I have an obscure reference, an obscure literary reference uh, that I want to make. And you I'm may pretty, lose us in that no, one. No disrespect, but I don't think either of the two of you are going to get it. Let's well, you got to say it. I don't think Let's you're going to say it. No, like the joke no, that I cut off. No, I don't think. The back two, no disrespect. <laughs> Doug, our engineer, is going to get yeah. it. Okay. I, Curtis would get it. I'm two of you. I don't know if you're going to get it. Shine might get it. Right. Okay. But just like when I cut you off when, uh-huh. and we got into it, save it for later. Just see if you can bring it back when Curtis is back to see how it lands. I don't know. Chime, <laughs> you know who Robert Kraft is like and, and Elliot Wolf after yesterday, maybe even Gerard Mayo? Who's that? They're like, they're like Winston Smith. Do you know who Winston Smith is? No, I don't. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Oh, I let you down. Uh, Wiggy, do you know no, who Winston Smith no, is? I have no idea. Courtney, do you no, know? Unfortunately, yeah, no, unfortunately, yeah. no. Why, why do I bother? <laughs> why do I even bother? Uh, all right. Sounds there like a good go. guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait till Curtis okay. gets back. Winston I'll wait till Smith. Cur- yeah. Yeah. They are yeah. like. Uh, Sounds like somebody that was during the Revolutionary War. No. 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 Was he in an I Oscar mean, Wilde tale? 
Uh, no, he was not, Chime. No, he was not. Uh, all right. Uh, Wiggy, good morning. Oh, no, wait, Courtney. Sorry, Courtney. <laughs> two days Sorry. in a row. I forget the order Sitting sometimes. Right next to you. I forget the batting Sorry. order. Um, we may be batting a perfect game when it comes to Patriots leads because I also have one. Let me just read the headline from our good friend, Ben Volen, uh, with the Boston Globe. With Elliot Wolf in charge, the Patriots are bringing the Packer way to New England. Who wants that <laughs> is my question. Who wants the Packer way here in New England? I don't want the Packer way. I understand that we have a coaching staff that all have a lot of connections when it comes to the Packers, including Elliot Wolf as, as the GM and his ties to, to Green Bay. But I want the old Patriot way back here. I don't want the Packer way. What have they won? Five Super Bowls in their entire franchise history? The last time they won the Super Bowl was 2011. They had one of the best quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> And could only get a, one Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, I don't want the Packer way. I I don't think any Patriots fans what want the Packer, the Packer way. Like, what exactly. is the Packer way? I didn't even know that they had an identity out in Green Bay. Like I, I just think that it, we're missing the mark when it comes to the Patriots over and over again. I want the Gerard Mayo way. Give me the Gerard Mayo way over the Packer way. Like, I just, there was nothing that I saw in Green Bay over the last 10 years that I would want to come into this franchise. And I just think that people feel, the people that work for the organization right now, uh, Gerard Mayo out of it, think that we as fans, as the media, are also infuriated when it comes to Bill Belichick and the way things ended. No, we want what the old Bill Belichick gave us here in New England. We, we may have been spoiled, but I would take that. I would take getting back to that over trying to go and, and be the Green Bay Packers of years yeah. past. All right, Courtney, thank you very much. Wiggy, good morning. Yeah, I, I got to disagree with everybody. I think what they're doing is um, they're really good. What, what they're doing is they're separating themselves. I mean, Courtney, you're bringing about the Patriots way. I think it's more about how they do business when it comes to drafting and that type Wiggy, of stuff. just be honest. It's male. You like, it's the male. only thing you heard, you're, you're it, happy that Elliot Wolf appears right. to be going for a quarterback. Right. So, so that's, and, and male, say that. That's and, great. And, and Mayo's way, it's going to be how he builds the team. We're talking about Elliot Wolf and the way that the front office is going to go about adding personnel to this team. And I love the fact that he's saying that this is a quarterback-driven league. So when and when Elliot Wolf with the number three overall pick, he takes a quarterback. I think people instantly are going to be all on board. Then if they do make some moves and they bring in some free agents, or like Shime said, if they're willing to trade for a guy like T. Higgins, for the past five six years, all we heard about is how bad Bill was in the draft. Myself included, you have a good opportunity, you're trading down. You got a good opportunity to move up, you're trading down. I think what Elliot Wolf is saying and what he's saying, the way that they're going to do things now, is they're going to take guys that they know are could be playmakers for the team. So I love <laughs> If Bill Belichick I, was here and we had the number three overall pick, there yeah. are a majority of people that would go, he's probably going to trade that thing down. Uh, At least with Elliott Wolf, it looks like they're saying we are going to take a quarterback. First of all, I don't think Bill would have traded down on the number three pick. And you can argue that with me all you I'm want. I'm not going to argue. Especially is, when he, Is I, there a chance he would have? I, I, I don't think so because I think Bill would have realized the value of a player that you're going to get 
at number three. I think he the issue a we're god g- in the first round. We are Wiggy. You 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 actually need a guard on this football team. <laughs> I, you, so you, now you, this you is might it. need two of them if okay. you're not if you're not going to pay one of them or franchise them. So so, so now I, the, the narratives that we uh, want look, Bill back to get guys no, from UT no, Chattanooga. No, the narrative is that you think, and you and I are going to argue this all day, and yes. that's that's fine, and 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 I'm sure that those that are listening will uh, jump right on and and. And, and be Team Wiggy or Team Me, you think you're so excited because Elliot Wolf basically made it clear that it's a quarterback league yep. and they're going to draft a quarterback. You think that they are going to step up on draft night and get Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to happen. I'm not it saying he's going to be in a, It happens Mahomes. once in a blue moon. I'm not saying I, he's going to be Patrick Mahomes, I, but it, maybe maybe the quarterback's Josh Allen. Maybe uh, okay. the quarterback is Lamar maybe Jackson. He is. Maybe he's maybe Joe he is. I don't know what he is. Maybe but he if, is. What if he's not? But hey, get, What are you what? doing? How long are you waiting if he's not? If he's not, I can live with that. But what I can't live no, with. Live with what? Because I, then I, you're going to go live, back. I can live with swinging the bat and missing. What I can't live with is what we've been criticizing for a number of years is that Bill drafted, uh, trading down, taking obscure players that we don't know, like, you know, that we talk about it, the the, the Nikhil Harrys and all that. Hey, now get, I'm that's hoping, one example is Nikhil but, but Harry. It's more, it's more Bill than one. Valued, Tyquan Thornton. Bill valued defense more than he valued offense. Right, so maybe Elliot will approach it. We can argue that all day long. All right. It worked pretty well for him. I think they're doing a great thing because once they take the quarterback at number three, there are going to be a lot of fans out there that are going to go, Bill would have never did that. Okay. He would have traded out to, you know, number 11, like what Minnesota wanted to do. He would have traded back. I have one name for you. Go ahead. Winston Smith. All right. All right. We got to take a break. I hope we can play. We are we are at JetBlue Park, which is where the Red Sox will be out on the field in a couple hours. Gorgeous. Sun, sun about to come up. Yeah, your first look yes, at it. Yes. It's stunning. Yeah, it's very, nice. very pretty. Wiggy, your first yes. view of Fenway South here and, and uh, Green Monster South. and. Um, it is uh, where I, I guess we're about less, little over a month away from, little over a month away from opening day. Yeah. So um, lots of Red Sox baseball talk for you here the next three days on the Greg Hill Show at WEI, and we'll be right back. I think it's a really good year for quarterbacks. Um, it's a really good year at a lot of positions. Uh, like any position, we're gonna we're gonna evaluate their strengths and weaknesses, determine who fits for us. We're pretty early in the process here. Like, I haven't met any of these guys. Gerard hasn't met any of these guys. So, you know, as we continue through the process here, we'll, we'll determine um, what's best for the team. And, you know, one thing uh, about the quarterbacks in this draft specifically that, that I'm excited about is they all look like they're really tough guys, which, you know, is obviously great at any position, but the quarterback position especially. Body language on the field is very important at that position. You know, you don't want a guy that's throwing his hands up after a bad play, or you can you can see him physically, you know, pointing at somebody, or, you know, body language is important. Everybody's looking to the quarterback. Well, that is Elliot Wolf yesterday, who I, I guess is the general manager of the football team. I mean, can we just give him the title of the general? Is he the chief football officer or are we don't, do we not have titles now because it's collaborative? Is is that why we're not like, uh, why? well, if, the if, biggest reason you don't get a title is because it costs money to be called the I, GM. I mean, we didn't like the fact that Bill was the GM and the head coach. So now we're not going to give anybody a title. And so we're, uh, we're going to run it collaboratively and uh, we're all going to, it's going to be 
Go team is what we're, is the way but we're going to do it. But isn't this what people want? What 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 do you mean? They uh, you got to be more. You're, you're going to have to be more definitive. They with wanted your statement. they wanted Bill who? to take what? more in- fans. They wanted Bill to be take more input, especially front office stuff. Do I agree with you that Mayo is going to have a giant bullseye on his back for every decision he makes in game? Yes, because there'll be people like, oh, Bill's a great coach. But when it came to the front office part for the last five or six years it's always been take that from bill let him coach now we're getting that we're getting no what we're getting is someone who's done jack squat as the gm of a football team telling you that the guy that was here before sucked well, he drafted Baker Mayfield. Okay, great. Baker Mayfield's a bust. <laughs> I know. As a first. But, but he took a quarterback. Right. But, 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 but here's the thing, Wiggy. I agree that they're doing what the fans want. Yes. But there is a tact that one has when they take over a position and they sit down in that seat and they say, you know what? The person who held this position did things that had never been done in the history of the NFL. If I have a fraction of his mm-hmm. success, I will consider it a great great job by me i tried to make an obscure reference and you weren't here so I, I was circling for your coffee i feel like with your boston college education no disrespect for it <laughs> uh you i'm taken you might have been the the only one to get it okay but there are that organization in general and robert Kraft, uh, sometimes gerard mayo they have turned into winston smith do you know who winston smith was i do not yes. wow uh, thank god Nobody had to read 1984? No. no. 1984 oh. was George Orwell. Yeah, and the main character, did you read it? I mean, uh, a while ago, yeah. Okay, so the main character in it is uh, is the, the, the minister of truth, mm-hmm. and his job is to go around and rewrite history. And that is what is going on with these guys. They are acting like Bill uh, was, it's like, thanks for your service, get out, and now let's do everything we can to do to disparage your name and rewrite the history here. And I don't get why they need to do it. Right. My like question it doesn't need like let let the man let, let the man go peacefully and quietly. Like why do you need to kick him on the way out? Right. My question is qui bono? Who benefits? Why why would you say this other than to appease Kraft, who I guess is on this like double barrel action just gun down any positivity about Bill Belichick type of mentality, but it's hard enough, Courtney. It's hard enough to do this job. It's very, very hard to build a championship team. And they better hope to God that he is riding off into the sunset because if Bill Belichick comes back and coaches another team, he is going to make it his mission mm-hmm. to absolutely destroy yeah. the Patriots yeah. any chance he gets. It, you're right. You're right. It, it, if there was ever any doubt, Courtney, that he may be waffling, do I want to come back? This wouldn't it like fill his bucket? And be like I want to come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Any opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, Wiggy, I get it. You're excited because mm-hmm. the indication is that they will use that number three pick on a quarterback, and so right. um, I understand your excitement about that. Um, I, I'm certainly excited about having that pick and about the future of the franchise and about uh, getting to see what Gerard Mayo is or isn't. Um, I just don't understand. 
the obsessive need in that building mm-hmm. to destroy Bill. No I, more Mac I, Jones. I'm I, happy about well, that. There, oh, was a, there was a slight reference, uh, a, a slight shot-fired boop-boop at Mac Jones <laughs> I don't think by, Elliot, <laughs> by Elliot Wolf yesterday. If you could chime with the shots fired boop-boop, please, for me. But the uh, – Or not. Um, <laughs> no, but see, Shots fired. Boop boop. Thank you, Sean. The 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 other thing that is just so crazy, like it feels like the Red Sox in 2013, they had just gotten rid of Bobby Valentine, who was the biggest disaster in the history of the franchise. Yeah. And John Farrell arrived, and it was like people genuflecting, like thank goodness someone's here. Like this isn't the firing of Bobby Valentine. This is no. the, this is the dismissal of a coach that was someone I thought. Well, well past his prime, ruined it with Tom Brady, all of those things. Yeah. But I don't represent every Patriots fan. And Curtis, that 2013 tur- turnaround is the reason I'm so excited to be here today at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers. Happened in 2013, and it happened in 2018. Right. Last, finish last, World Series. So that could happen. You know what, um, you know what was happening right as you were being optimistic? What? The sun was rising the, over yeah. your shoulder. The sun is coming up here. You can watch. Uh, did we figure Twitch out, or is Ken, is Ken happy with the presentation this morning on Twitch? I haven't gotten uh, any. Okay. They're really enjoying um, the amount of legs they're getting oh, from legs. the three of us. Uh, mine or yours? All or of everybody's them. legs. All right. Yeah. Well, I do have the flops on this morning, and yeah. I feel like it's okay to have the flops on. Nine ninety nine. Uh target shoot both shoes here. Yeah. Um we are on the show is on Twitch. It is on YouTube. You can go to Twitch and follow W E E I. The show on Twitch is presented by Elite Vodka. Please enjoy Elite Vodka responsibly. Um and you should watch the show on Twitch because joining us momentarily will be a new pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, Liam Hendricks. He will join us next here from JetBlue Park. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Well, we are at JetBlue Park, Fenway South, day number one of our excursion to spring training. And it's brought to you by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com. By the EL Harvey Companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. And by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients, and of course, as always, by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. And we are, as we always are, on Twitch, so you can go to Twitch and follow WEEI and watch this morning, and you'll be able to take a gander at uh, one of the newest members of the Boston Red Sox, who is with us right now, Liam Hendricks. Liam, good morning. Thanks for coming up here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Are you? Is it annoying when people say "good day, mate"? Or uh... Uh, it's annoying when they mess it up like you just did. But okay. right. so it's not. You really. You're not supposed to express the. You're not supposed to fully. Uh, yeah, it's not, it, there's a little bit of a less of a, a less of a lag in between the G and the D. So it's good day. Get 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 mate. Get mate. Yeah. How do you, I want? I, listen, I want to talk baseball. I want to talk uh, <laughs> rehab. But how does a guy who grows up in Australia end up playing baseball instead of cricket? Um, well, T-ball was 30 minutes long and cricket was about six hours. So, uh, <laughs> wow. And I have a very pale complexion, wow. so I get sunburned pretty quickly. So okay. even as a six-year-old, no, we had a, a group of friends that went into T-ball. Yeah. And then I just continued on from there. So, uh, I dabbled in cricket, just high school stuff, but, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too, uh, too big. Uh, I saw that you were, uh, if there was no interest, uh, by mid February or whatever, you were going to wait out the, the rehab and the recovery. What was it about the Red Sox that, I mean, maybe you're going to say they were the only ones that, re- that reached out, but what was it about this team and, and this opportunity this season for you? Uh, so yeah, that was the plan on the 15th. If, uh, if we didn't have a deal in place, then I was going to rehab myself. I just didn't want that kind of limbo era. So I didn't want to be like, Oh, well, if they call now, I'll, I'll go to spring training. No, it's, uh. This is the date. If I don't have a job by then, I'm going to rehab myself and then get back. So that way I can just get into my own kind of routines in Arizona where I'm living. Uh, and, yeah, the Red Sox were one of the teams that reached out pretty uh, pretty early on. Uh, among, amongst about, we had probably 15 or 16 teams that had reached out. And um, everyone was interested in something similar to the deal that we got here, which is uh, that, that kind of two-year deal. Uh, rehab this year. And then the Red Sox for me was, the big thing for me was they were very adamant that I could pitch this year. And that was one thing that that was a non-negotiable for me. Like it, the team said, "Oh, look, we'll see how it goes." It's, no, you're out. But um, I wanted to make sure I had an opportunity to pitch this year. Now, if obviously if a setback happens, if anything goes along that way, then we we readjust. But having the option at the start to pitch in 2024, and that was Brandon Henry, well, the uh, the head trainer down there. He uh, he was like, "No, I don't envision a place where you do not pitch for the 2024 Boston Red Sox." And that was something that was really important to me. When do you want that to happen? Uh, I mean, I've been pushing for April, but they said no. <laughs> uh, no, so 12 months will be uh, uh, August 2nd, and so that's right around the time I, I want to get back. It's 12 months. I mean, I am 35. I'm not getting any younger. Um, I kind of have uh, – I'm hoping that <laughs> – I'm hoping that the chemo helps the recovery with the TJ a little bit, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it just – I'm trying to get back out there as soon as possible, but in a safe manner. Yeah, Courtney brought that up this morning when we were talking about talking with you, and, and – um, you you did fight cancer, and you are a cancer survivor, which is extraordinary. Yeah, well, I mean, there's millions of people doing it on a daily basis. I just got lucky, and I had a very uh, like so the uh, the type of lymphoma I had was a very treatable one. So it was technically, it was stage four, but it was a, it was a lower category. So yeah, I ended up having four rounds of uh, four rounds of immunotherapy, eight rounds of chemo, 
And the regularly scheduled kind of programming is six six rounds. But um, I responded really well. Uh, I went from my PET scan looking like I looked like a Dalmatian, which is mine, mine back home with Olive. <laughs> and uh, the next one looked pretty clear. So it was, uh, it was great. So I responded really well. Have had no issues since. Um, and, uh, yeah, now just kind of get back out here and, and enjoying being in a clubhouse with a, with a bunch of guys who want to win. When you're able to come back from that, though, and then you got comeback player, and then right after that you get injured and have to go through Tommy John surgery, you're such a positive guy. You came in here all smiles. You seem ready to go. You're excited to get back out on the field. How do you do that? As a professional athlete, 35, you've had quite a career already. How is it that you wake up and still want to do this over and over again despite all the challenges you've, you've faced in the last year? Yeah, it, 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 last year was an interesting year. Uh, obviously, going through kind of uh, the cancer diagnosis, the treatment and everything like that, and then kind of uh, destroying, trying to make my elbow look like dog meat. Um, <laughs> it, it was a lot It was a lot to handle, but... I mean, I come to the field every day with a smile on my face. I'm enjoying. I I get, I get to come to the field. I get to come to a baseball field for a living. I mean, how good is that? You don't get that opportunity too many places other than what you guys do in spring training. You get to look over here and, and lord about us, and hopefully, don't talk too much crap. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, it's just it's a positivity thing. It's it's you come to the field every day. I get a chance to. There's always a silver lining. There's a silver lining to absolutely everything. Whether it be the smallest little thing, whether it be I just get walked off in a in a, in a in a visiting clubhouse or visiting team and there's a silver lining in the fact of hey if i throw that pitch 99 more times he hits it maybe twice and it's just there's a silver lining in absolutely everything and if you can find that life's a hell of a lot more fun speaking of talking crap what have you been told if anything about playing in boston um well a little bit i mean they they can tend to be a little harsh but let's be honest i mean i like criticism it fuels me i mean everybody keeps telling me i can't do things and I have been going out there and proving them wrong on a year-to-year basis, probably for the last four years. For the first like eight years of my career, they were probably proven right. But um, <laughs> the last the last few years, without a doubt, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's going out there and proving people wrong. So just letting you know, if you if you do say anything, watch me. <laughs> I love it. Liam, I love it. One of the things that you just talked about real quickly is what made you come to Boston was the fact that your ability to pitch in twenty twenty four. What were some of the other things when you look at, you know, former all-star pitcher and coming to a place that is finished in la- uh, a place like Boston, is finished in last place these past couple of years, what made you choose here maybe then some other opportunities that maybe looked a little bit better promising when it came to winning? Yeah, as far as winning goes, I mean, I think Boston has always been a team that has overperformed what it says on paper. They are, like, from what, on the outside looking in, they always seem to have a hell of a lot more fun than a lot of other teams. They're less structured. They go about doing their business, but they always pull for each other. And that's one thing. They're, they're, uh, they're more than the sum of their parts. Where other teams, you see what they are on paper, and that's pretty much what you're going to get. And uh, I feel like here, especially with like AC down in the clubhouse, I think he's a good guy that is able to unite. He's done it before with several different teams. He's seen the kind of formula. Like You look at what the Astros do, and the Astros are a really good regular season team, but when they get to the playoffs, they're an absolute animal. It's a different, different vibe. So, he, like, bringing that kind of attitude over here, it's, uh, and it worked out a couple of times. I mean, that's what it is. And 
I'm excited. And plus, let's be honest, uh, Boston's never had an Aussie. So that's, uh, <laughs> there's only, yeah, there's only a couple so. things left. So. Uh, Wiggy, he, he won't tell you because he's very shy, but he knows he knows firsthand he played for the Patriots. So uh, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. So that's not Aussie rules football. Yes. No, it's American throw ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you played some – I think you played some yeah. Aussie rules too, right? Yeah, back when I was a junior, I, uh, yeah, I was actually in a, a name that may be synonymous, not too much to, to Boston fans, but uh, Patty Mills. He's an Aussie in the NBA. Um, I play. I made a representative team with him at the under fifteens. We made the uh, all Australian team, and uh, yeah, it's uh, in, in Aussie rules. So it's um, yeah, that was that was my go-to. Baseball was actually a backup plan, but when someone is willing to throw you a little bit of money as an eighteen-year-old and say, "Hey, go to America with an Australian accent." It's hard to turn down. <laughs> it's hard to turn down. You were cracking out Dundee. Yeah, no, that no, accent. That, that yeah. guy set us back 20 years. <laughs> guy, everyone thinks we carry a knife, we wear yeah. leather vests. Yeah. I you don't, a, you're not putting shrimp on the Barbie and, no. and that kind of thing? No, you throw, you throw some prawns on the Barbie. Okay, right. prawns no, on shrimp. the Barbie. Yeah, but, prawns um, on the Barbie. Yeah, I'm a terrible Australian. What, kind of, sauce, what kind of sauce on the prawn? I'm a sauce guy. Uh, usually just as is for me. Okay, I all like right. it just fresh, just okay. fresh straight as is. But yeah. um, now you're in Fort Myers, you can't go past a nice little bang-bang from Bonefish. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you get a chance to go to Bonefish Grill, check it out. Bang-bang right. bang shrimp. That's, that's the bang-bang shrimp Top over much. there is good? Yeah. Liam, i got to ask about the Netflix series because that was breaking news we're excited about it you get to this team and now you have them running around it's an added uh, excitement i guess how's it been for you how's it been for you knowing that this season is going to be captured yeah it's it's obviously a lot um different cameras are walking around but i mean this is gonna sound weird but the cameraman in oakland is in your face at all times it doesn't matter in the clubhouse no matter what so i'm used to having like that around a little bit more uh, with Z-Man, he's fantastic, but yeah, no personal space. Uh, but similar thing, like I, I also had a, a documentary crew filming me in the hospital when I was getting chemo and stuff like that. So I've had the cameras around, and the biggest thing I've learned is just be yourself. If you're yourself, it doesn't matter. You're not going to like, naturally, we're not controversial people. It's if you be yourself, it's, it's when you're trying to not be yourself that you get into trouble. So if you just go out there and be normal, act normal, and uh, look, you got to have faith in the fact that Someone up top in the Boston brass is going to kind of flag anything that uh, may or may not be a little risky, <laughs> but um, no, it's it's exciting. I think it it brings an opportunity to let to let go, let the fans in and let people in on our day to day lives and the fact that yeah, we're not just a uniform on the field, but we do have wives, we do have partners, we do have spouses, we have animals, we have kids, we have lives, we have struggles on and off the field, and it's uh, it's an opportunity to kind of bring that awareness. Speaking of the uniforms on the field, uh, how bad are they? This, this. Uh, yeah, they're not great. Okay, uh, but I'm also a, like a purist in the fact of I I love the stitch numbers. I like the fact that the numbers and the letters were heavy. It was just that I think I I think it may have been Miles Michaelis that had said it. It was just a weight when you get to the big leagues from the minor leagues. It was a weight of the jersey that you put on that just it you had that realization that you're in the big leagues. And um, that was great. I think what they need to do. I don't know how the city connects are here, but in Chicago the city connects are really thin. And great material. What they should have done is just gone to that. Yeah. Uh, but look, I'm until I'm done. Until I'm back playing, I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, right now, it hugs in all the wrong places because <laughs> right. I decided to hibernate for the winter instead of doing any actual work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and the pants are see-through, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I, a, it's a lot. I mean, I it, it's great for my brands. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wear an Australian brand high top knee my leggings and it's just All a right. big two XU on the back. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Talk about it's, a walkabout. Uh, <laughs> Raphael Devers said last week what I think a lot of fans have been thinking, and maybe maybe some of the guys on this team. Essentially, the guys on this team kind of know what this team needs, and and uh, I'm assuming that that's pitching. Um, a, how did you guys feel as a pitching staff about those comments? And is that something you look for in a guy like Devers who's becoming maybe a leader on this on this team? Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think you can ever be happy with whatever lineup you're throwing out there. No one's 100% happy with whatever they're going to do. Um, I've come into this organization from afar, so I'm kind of still getting my bearings about guys that are in here. But, I mean, talking to the guys that are around, there's some nasty guys around. Just even watching him play catch, I think there's a lot of guys that uh, don't have the best track record i haven't got the best rap but are going to do some special things given the right mindset given the right opportunities and that's something that uh, i'm hoping that i can bring in as far as the mindset goes early on is just getting that as that positive vibe and the fact that you know what hitters suck as at the, at the end of the day hitters suck hitters are very hitting is a very hard game i could throw the exact same pitch 10 times and the best hitter in the world is going to get on three 30 percent of the time so that means I'm going to win 70% of the time. If you get that little track record in your, in your own head, being like, look, I can throw a, a crap pitch right now, and I'm going to beat him predominantly most of the time. <laughs> Pitching's a lot easier than it is to hit. So yeah. hitters suck. Stop, being, stop overthinking things and just throw it. I love it. I love it. Uh, just a question. Did you guys have to approve the Netflix thing? Was that in any way, like, do you guys get anything because of it? How did that work? Uh, as far as I don't know, with as far as we get anything, I know it had to be approved through the union. and I had to, They had to go through a lot of channels between uh, the commissioner's office and then the actual team and then the players' associations. There's a lot of uh, a lot of hoops they had to jump through. But in saying that, I think, I think you look at the success of, say, the Drive to Survive series or uh, the Six Nations one, which I'm watching right now, which is about the, the rugby. rugby. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been a lot of positive feedback about it all because you get a chance to delve into these people's home lives. You get a chance to see, oh, yeah, look, this guy's not just a 100-game capper for Scotland. He actually wakes up every morning not being able to walk and he goes through the red, the, this rigorous training just to be able to get to the on the field. And I think that's the stuff that people don't really see as much. And I'm really excited to kind of open up that avenue and, and really show off some of these guys' personalities that uh, that may not be as outspoken or as kind of loud and obnoxious as I am. 35-year-old veteran. He's seen a lot of pitchers. So I want to get your opinion on somebody like Brian Bale. Like, what do you what have you seen from him so far being here? Uh, he's my locker mate. So other than him needing to clean it up a little bit, um, <laughs> he's been no, he's been good. Uh, it's been it's always interesting because I love just I'm sitting in the video room a little bit, just trying to get the bearings of what guys we have. And uh, yeah, we got some we got some special arms out there. But not only I think with Bello, it's um, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and that's one of the things, especially as a younger guy. I struggled with it a lot when I came up, and I didn't have the stuff that he had. And he's got the stuff and the good head on him, and that's uh, that's that's a hard combination to get as a as a younger guy. You talked about Alex Cora a little bit, but the front uh, <laughs> me having those conversations. But like, we got Baylor, we got Cora, we got uh, Bresso, we got what thirty years of uh, major league service time in that, and just in those three guys. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think I was playing when Bailey was still playing. I don't think Cora, but I was playing when Bress was still playing. So I've, I've, uh, I've got a lot more people that I played with back in the day that are in that GM and front office and coaching roles, which is weird. Uh, but yeah, it's been great. It's, they're still one of the guys, which is fantastic. You can still have those honest conversations, and you know what? There's not a, really an ego on them, so they can actually accept something, and you can have a conversation about it. Now, I wouldn't go yell at their face to sign mm -hmm. a guy or to not sign a guy or do this or do that, but you can have honest conversations and just to see where they're 
where their agenda is, and that's something that's really cool. What, what's the vibe like in the clubhouse? Because we talk about, you know, guys buying in, guys being all in, and, and you know, is front office in? Is Alex Cora like he, this is one year left on his deal? Is he kind of in? Is What's the player vibe like in the locker room as far as what you, uh, what you guys' expectations are on what you're trying to accomplish this year? Uh, so I can only talk from the pitcher side because that's where my locker is, and that's generally the guys I'm hanging out with. But the vibe is, I mean, we're, like if you come to spring training not expecting to win, you're doing something wrong. No matter what, like we came, I was with the uh, with the A's, and we had a chance to like we were scheduled to win what 65, 70 games, and we ended up winning 80. And that's something that we were able to not quite. Well, I think we put a winning season up on that year as well. But it's uh, it's like you don't come into every season expecting to win, then you just you're fighting an uphill battle, but we got a lot of guys out there with a lot of things to prove, and that's one thing that's uh, that's really cool. It's, it's a hungry team, and now it's um, all it takes is for a good first month, a good first couple of weeks for a lot of these guys to buy into the fact of, oh, crap, we can actually do this. And you get that rolling, and you, especially you get a good group of the coaching staff around us who are very positive and, and moving forward and, and having a lot of information which they can delve into. I think it's uh, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people this year because we're being counted out, as you said. Mm-hmm. We're, we're projected to finish last in the East, which is uh, obviously the East. I've dealt with that in 2015. It's not a fun division to be in. And uh, it's an opportunity now where we can go out there and surprise a lot of people with this even schedule. I mean, if we beat up on the teams that we're supposed to beat up on, it's anybody's race. Um, have you and your wife had a chance to experience Boston yet, or did you come right here? Uh, so I came here. I actually, <laughs> so I signed on the Thursday. I went to PT in uh, in Arizona with Andrew Hauser, who was my guy out there. And then, without telling the team, I booked a flight on Saturday morning and just showed up. <laughs> um, so I have a house down here. I used to live down here. So when I was with uh, with uh, the twins, we we stuck around down here. So I went to the house. Uh, we've got a foster cat right now. So yeah. <laughs> I was lonely at the house, so I got a cat. What's um, the cat's name? Uh, it's currently Alexander, but we're, it just doesn't look like an Alexander. Really? Right, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Maybe yeah. a Clyde or a Gus uh-huh. or a... Okay. I don't know something, something, something with a little bit more character. But now, uh, are you a cat guy, or you just took advantage? Because I'm suspicious of cat guys. We have several. Okay. Each. Oh, several, uh, several cats. Several cats. Several dogs. Oh, oh okay. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, right, so we've okay. got uh, few. All right. Few. Yeah. Tra- traveling with. By the way, I mean, let's be honest. You can't be like I always put it. It's like you have to be a really man's man, which I hate that term now. But man's man to have like a chihuahua or a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so true. <laughs> but yeah, we have uh, we have we'll travel probably with four cats and two dogs. Yeah. Uh, the Dalmatian will be with us and Ooh. Olive. Um, and have you been made aware yet how dangerous it is to be a Montreal Canadiens fan in Boston? I uh, so I went to opening day when I was with the when I was with the Jays, and it was Leafs Habs. Wearing full Habs gear, and they put us on the video board, uh-huh. <laughs> and I got traded like three weeks later. I think it was. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I am very aware of. Uh, I actually went to the Winter Classic in when it was at uh, Gillette Stadium, but Habs had yeah. Bruins, and yeah, I mean, it's. I'm never going to change my allegiances. Okay, but I'm uh, still allowed to support another team, and let's be honest. I mean, it's it's always fun to watch a guy like Ulmark do what he did last year, like, coming from um, not quite the pedigree that anyone expected, and then putting together. The uh, the Vesna Trophy, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty special thing. Well, you'll get a chance to go maybe to schedules work out, go to some playoff games. Watch, yeah, my wife already got tic- my wife's already got tickets to one of the games. Oh, she, <laughs> yeah, she she already already that's very great. expensive. Yeah, very expensive right now. I do have a recommendation for the cat name. Yep. Jamey. 
Jermaine. Are you a Summer Heights High fan? Uh, yes, Summer Heights High. Depending, it's uh, We Are Australian was his first show. It's uh, Chris Lilly's the actor. Yes, yep. Uh, he's a guy G. who plays six different characters in. Uh, so it starts off with We Are Australian. I think it's six different people that are all in the running for Australian of the Year. And it's a lady rolling, like literally rolling across Australia, like sideways. Uh. Uh, a Asian. <laughs> not real, I'm not that. Fr- I don't really think of the Australian. No disrespect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the Australian people, as when I think of them, I don't think of entertainment as what they do. Oh, Chris what? Hemsworth. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hemsworth. We've got. Uh, uh, have you ever Tony... seen Angry Dad? That guy's uh, hilarious. Dad. You would love uh, Summer Heights High. Yeah. I mean, you would music, love it. musically, you had uh, Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John, Kylie Minogue, uh, AC/DC, uh, uh-huh. Men at Work, Men at yes. Work. Uh, the Vegemite sandwich. I yeah. love Vegemite. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I've got Vegemite sitting in my locker right now. You do? I, every, I, I have it. Uh, so I tend to eat it just when I'm bored, uh, just because it's there and it's uh, it's great. It's good for you. Doesn't it, be, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to What's be. Re- they have that at Publix? Nah, we'll oh, market. Okay, good. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. Nah, no. it's concentrated yeast extract. Oh, oh. so, so pretty much it's just condensed soy sauce. So if you like uh, salty, you like it, but it's. You got to spread it on. I'd say a lot of butter and a little bit of Vegemite. That's the way to do it. Not like you Americans do and try and make it like peanut butter. Yeah, <laughs> not it. <laughs> That's not it. No. All right, All right. Liam. Well, listen. Uh, great. We can't wait to see you actually on that mound. And mm-hmm. you're thinking August, something like that, right? Yeah, that's the plan as of now. Um, apparently, uh, according to my rehab program, I'm about 10 miles an hour harder than where I should be. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, much of the trainer's chagrin, but I'm just out there smiling because like, I'm going through the motions pretty easily. And the ball's coming out really well, which is great. Um, now it's just a matter of kind of that repetition. And I mean, as far as they've described to me, the, re- the, the way to do it is got to stress it to kind of Tear it to bring it, build it back up. Tear it to build it back up. Tear it to build it back up. And uh, it's just, uh, I'm not I'm not a huge uh, wait and see kind of guy. I'm more of a, let's just test it right now. Uh, so it's they're, they're trying to rein me in a little bit. Um, and, and certainly when it comes to your experience being in the league for a while, you feel like one of the things that you can bring is a leadership aspect over the next few months while you're not pitching? Yeah, I mean, that was one of the other things with the Red Sox. Is they, they, gonna, they were very open to me traveling with the team on the road. As well, uh, not only just rehabbing in Boston or in Fort Myers, it's actually going to be with the group. And um, after not being with the group so much last year, it's uh, it's something that I really appreciated that opportunity. And uh, yeah, being out in the bullpen, just getting a feel for the way guys do. Like I've been around guys who have really really good stuff, but just uh, just racked by nerves or. <laughs> like pitching's very you know, for me at least, but getting through guys a little bit that way, it's. Um, that's hopefully my plan for the next little bit, and uh, hopefully then I can put it into practice when I get back. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we, pre- uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, Aussies in Boston. We ne- yeah. None of us pronounce our Oz. All right. Well, we, listen, we, we welcome you on the show anytime during the season, so we'd love, appreciate to, we'd it. love to talk again, and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, this thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for kind of – Hopefully, being positive. Yeah, or yeah, it's, well, up, to, it's up to you. We got a baseline. I, so I've got one story. It was like uh, our season is going to be like I don't know if you know the name Chris Colabella. Uh-huh. Played for the Jays. I played with him there. He um, he's a Boston native, and he always has this thing. He goes, my my favorite movie is Pitch Perfect. He goes because I came in with a very very low baseline. And he goes, and it was a plus six. So he came in with this way, like you know, when you go, you there's all the the movie has all the hype and all this sort of stuff. And he goes, yeah. yeah, it was a great movie, but I was expecting it to be a six, and it was an eight, so it's uh, only a plus two. Yeah, he came in with a zero. He came in with a two, 
pitch perfect was a was an eight, so it's a plus six. So that's what we're coming in with this season. We're not expecting to do too much, and we're going to come in with a plus twenty win. Low expectations. Low expectations, and then you deliver on exactly the field. right. That's what we want. Got to lull them into a false sense of security. <laughs> All right, Liam Hendricks. Thank you. Thanks Appreciate very much. it, guys. We are at JetBlue Park, and it is day one of our three days of broadcast here during spring training. Courtney is going to tell you what is trending right now. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Celtics took down the Sixers last night, 117-99. Jalen Brown led the way with 31 points, while Jason Tatum was right behind him with 29, along with 11 rebounds. The Sox game ended in a tie yesterday with the Cardinals at three apiece. Another one for the Sox today, taking on the Nationals in Palm Beach. 105 start. You can listen to Joe and Lou on the Shaw's and Star Market. WEEI Red Sox Network on EEI 850. Don't forget Chris Sale with a couple perfect innings yesterday. (laughs) Struck out four, no hits. He yep. did. I got to tell throwing, you. I, I, throwing, throwing 97 I'm miles throwing per heat. hour. Well, I'm excited for Liam. You are? He's got me wanting to see him pitch. Why All right. I love that man. You love, you love him? He is so positive. Yeah. Such a good outlook on not just baseball, but on life. This is a guy that you want in the clubhouse. Can we have him do like 20 games while he's rehabbing? Yeah. I mean, like Ken. Yeah. What an awesome personality he's yeah. great self-deprecating he's, he's awesome yeah it's great um and you can listen on eight uh wei 850 today and of course as always on the odyssey app that's what's trending here's curtis with your weather it's so hot out <laughs> <laughs> selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the Launcher Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. selection was okay could have gone could have gone you asked me australia could have gone acdc could have could have gone men at work oh i didn't um, know he's from australia yeah oh, i didn't know that yeah 
Could well, have, this but, is better than me going uh, with Keith Urban, so I figured this is fine. Yeah, I wanted to go one at Wonder and went with Split Ends, so I hope that is okay. And uh, we are at JetBlue Park in the sunshine on day number one of our spring training broadcast. It's been, Curtis, what, five almost, I guess, five years since we were here, four years since we were here last because of the pandemic? We were here, I believe, two weeks before the world ended. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was, I, it felt like our world was ending when we took Fitzy to that odd beer place in the middle of an industrial park. <laughs> um, we, uh, <laughs> it was so we, random. Um, well, uh, extra hoppy thoughts. I mean, were uh, thoughts on Liam Hendricks? Uh, I, uh, that is exactly what you would want out of a guy. I, I, we posted yesterday Liam Hendricks coming on at seven. I got so many DMs being like, "Who? Who is this guy?" Who? Yeah. yeah uh, now you know who he is, and I think anybody who listened to that is excited about the future of Liam Hendricks. Um, I just, we complain a lot, uh, the four of us. You know, we complain about the most minuscule things. And to hear a guy who went through cancer treatment, comes back, gets comeback player of of the season, then goes out with an injury and has to get Tommy John surgery. And now it, he's just such a, a light of positivity. Yeah. Like he walked in, he's he's cracking jokes. He doesn't take himself too seriously, which I think there's, that's the problem with a lot of baseball players. Yeah. He just seemed so cool and like a guy that wants to come back and prove people wrong, which I think that's what we wanted out of this Red, Red yeah. Sox team. Well, if you got a bunch of those guys, yeah. then yeah. maybe he's right and – keep the expectations low and outperform the expectations. So. Well, that's what he made it seem like. A bunch of those guys in that clubhouse kind of hear the noise, hear what people are saying, understand like, hey, no one thinks we're very good. Yeah. And then, but let's go out there and prove everybody wrong. Yeah. Shime, do you like him? I mean, you're you're all over the Red Sox in your lead the other day. Was that yesterday or, or Monday? They all run together now. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was ripping the Red Sox yesterday, but you trot guys like this out there, it's going to make me like this team. Like, this guy is unbelievably likable. He was fun. He was personable. Uh, I mean, Dredge dropping an S-bomb. No, it doesn't care. Like, he's just he's just a good – he seems like a good, normal dude. And, like, yeah. that's what you need to try. Like, if, if you aren't going to go out and sign big-name players, that's okay. But you need to give us guys like this. Like, put this guy in front of a camera more. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk with Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox, coming up at 9 this morning. And uh, Curtis, are you going to stay here for that, or uh, are we go? Are we go and hug or handshake when Sam gets here. What? Uh, how do we? It'll do? it'll be this, you know. Uh, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get to Sam Kennedy at nine tomorrow on this show. Nick Pavetta. So Nick Pavetta will be with us tomorrow morning. Yes. Can I just say that Chime looks great on the Twitch right now, oh, and I was wondering uh, how the weigh-in uh, paid out uh, last night. Uh, well, Courtney, I can tell you I'm down another four pounds. Wow. In the right. Oh, another four. Yeah, good job. Yes, sir. Keep it up. Keep thank it up, you, Thank you. Fantastic shine. Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> Awaken really? one. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. All right. Talk uh, about a 180. Uh, talk, about a one, talk about a 180. All right. Let's get to Courtney in today's news. It's time for. No, they're not lumpy pillows. That's not what they call on. That when you say lumpy pillows, now you're an the news. Thanks. Obviously, you don't have a my pillow, too. With your host, Courtney Cox. In a bowl of Mistron soup. The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, the experts in men's sexual health, with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit NortheastMensHealth.com for more. Nobody calls because of a lumpy pillow. On WEEI. Do you think they would say? 
No surprise here. Twitch, very negative this morning. About what? Well, they're like, yeah, great interview. Kenny Pitch, did somebody say he was 35? Uh. Like, they're going on and on. Let's just see what happens. This was a good, this was a good first step to getting to know Liam Hendricks. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody is suggesting that because he's a great guy or a great interviewer, right. that's going to turn into a uh, first place finish for the right. Boston. No, yeah. no, just people that hate themselves. Right. <laughs> yes. All right, this first story hits close to home for Curtis and I, I'm sure. Students at BC are on edge after a man was seen on camera early Monday morning snooping around an off-campus house that houses eight roommates. Holy cow. This this smells of the tickler. Yes. The okay. off-campus tickler that was very present, I believe, when you were there, too, Curtis. Yeah, we called uh, him Dale. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's nope. also, I think, if I remember correctly, an award that Santo won at one of the clubs that he belongs in. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, he didn't win the off-campus. Nope. He just won the thirsty paddle. Yep, yes. He did. The okay. Tylon Jersey <laughs> thirsty paddle. I was laughing about that yep. all day. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, the students saw the man on Thursday night coming up the back steps to yeah. the house. Then they saw him again on Monday morning on their ring camera. Uh, um, I believe you're seeing that on Twitch right yeah, now. Thanks, scary. Brian. Uh, we can hear from one of the roommates, Olivia Gandolfo. And I got a notification on my phone that someone was at the back door in the backyard. So I clicked it and I saw him coming up the back steps and I was like immediately like, shaking, filled with so much panic. And then from the downstairs unit, I heard three of my roommates screaming because he was looking in all the windows. Mm. Oh, psycho. Hopefully they find the guy and arrest him. Not not to just totally join Coco with my my fear here, but... After that Koberger case, yeah, like wouldn't that just re like wouldn't oh, that just yeah. terrify, terrify you? you? Yeah, I, when is that going to trial? By the way, super sleuth keeps on getting pushed back. Why? Uh, I don't know. They were supposed to. Get, they were. You get the right to a speedy trial. Yeah. He um, didn't want that. Brian Koberger didn't want that. Wait. So yeah, he waived it. So now they're just like, I can't wait for that. Trial. That is going to be yeah. the craziest thing mm. ever. I will be court TVing that like you read about. <laughs> have, yeah. you, have you been following at all the the DA in Atlanta the trial? Yeah. Oh my god, that's pretty interesting. It's you talking just, about the young thug one. Uh, okay, I don't know. What, what is the, what's the young? What do you mean? You said the DA in Atlanta. Yeah. You're talking about the the Fannie the, Willis, the, the one who went on social media talking about how she was she didn't get uh, prosecuted. No, 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 no. Oh. This is an attorney who was prosecuting Donald Trump. Oh. And she... Had what, sex with the dude. Had sex yeah. with the dude. <laughs> and there's this, like... It's amazing how your phone knows everything. Yeah. Like, they they place this guy at her house for all these periods of times, and he's on the, on the stand, and he's like, yeah, well, there's an airport nearby, and it was like at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She there was, was 12,000 texts yeah. and 2,000 calls in 10 months. Yeah. Crazy. No, she was running hot oh, to man. a point in time. Yeah, I, I'm terrified of that lady. Anyway, carry on. Uh, it sounds like he was landing on a different runway uh, oh, yeah. than the uh, one... Uh, all right, what uh, what's next? Uh, sadly, you didn't partake in this meeting last night because you were flying here, but the Fort Point Neighborhood Association held a meeting. Oh, uh, they're the, hot over there. They are hot. The neighborhood is hot. Yeah. Na- I mean, I don't understand. I'm sitting here saying, welcome my neighbors mm-hmm. right. to my migrant friends, and some of these people don't want them in the seaport. I don't Good get it. Good morning, my neighbor. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, Not everybody's yeah. as welcoming as you, right. Greg. Right. I mean, talk about the opportunity to learn from other cultures. Right. Right. Seaport district, which is almost uh, all white. No African Americans there at all. Yeah, they got a big meeting. People are screaming at each other. Yeah. They don't. Okay. They're all upset. They wanted to have their voices heard to city officials. Uh-huh. We can go to one resident, Brian Curley, on BZ. 
I think there's a lot of angry residents here who feel the same way I do, that this was being forced on us. There was a lot of questions tonight. There were not a lot of answers. There was a lot of outrage, too. Old Navy spotted in the seaport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's all kinds of different... Right. Uh, retail brands there, Curtis. Is, could not... there have been a bigger douche collection than that meeting last night in Fort Point? It's a district that didn't even exist. Uh, they had to create a new name to sound douchier. Oh, well, it's a like... section of the. It's like a section of the Seaport District. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I live. Uh, I live Fort Point adjacent. Well, you, re- you, re- you realize there was actually a fort there, like right. during the yeah. Revolution. I lived War. in Boston my whole life. I'd I never was... heard of Fort Point until Bronx bought a place. <laughs> this is like the uh, yuppie uh, version 2.0. Right. Yeah. migrants. All right. Well, I will do whatever I can. There you go. To get my neighbors to embrace our new neighbors. Yeah. With, uh, with arms wide open, with right? Arms, with arms wide open. Yep. Rejoin. Yes. Uh, restrictions at Newton restaurants will go into effect on Friday, and it's bound to cause a headache for those that like some takeout. Uh, takeout containers, they must be reusable. Oh, God. So Shoot you're going to have to bring your own to take out the food. Uh, no utensils, napkins, or sauces will be thrown into the bag anymore either. Jeez. Uh, okay. So wait a minute. You're supposed to bring your own takeout container? Yeah. Well, they're going to give you one that's reusable. Can you eat it? Uh, it should be edible. No, I don't think like, it is. They, they should have the takeout. Oh, you go, like you bring your takeout home. You get hungry in an hour. You just throw the whole thing in your mouth, container and all. And yep. <laughs> yeah. We it are the be like, a, like a crust or something. Right. Like a, a crust container. The notion that these people think they're doing anything but making the lives more difficult for people that are just trying to make a living running a restaurant, which is about as tough an industry to be successful in, it's just so Dumb. It started with the grocery stores and yes. bringing your own bags to get the grocery stores. Yeah. That's where it started. Did you see yesterday I was at the airport to get a bag at Hudson News when I grabbed my pretzels and Diet Coke? 50 cents. Yeah. yeah. Just well, that's what the bags are in Boston. Yeah. It's yeah. 50 cents. Yep. But, but well, how is that helpful to the environment? It's a ta- it's a it's it's a tax grab. It's yeah. the city grabbing my- if you dare to use a plastic bag, then you're going to pay a fee for it. So you're being punished. For you to like, like how many times I, and listen, probably on me, I could remember to bring a bag when I go to the grocery store. I don't, I don't, I, I don't. Remember. You walk to your grocery store. I don't remember like, to, I yeah. don't, if I'm, uh, if I'm going. He has to, a guy that delivers it to the concierge. I, I do get, I do use, I do utilize the delivery service. Okay. I, I, that is more convenient. Right. Very affordable. Uh, but from time to time, I will need an item. I will run over to or walk quickly oh, yeah. over to Trader Blows <laughs> and uh, pay an excessive amount for no brand item that I can that I've ever heard of. Right. Uh, and I don't remember to bring a bag. So why am I penalized right. in paying more for that? And they char- they still charging you. Uh, some places charge you yeah. for paper bags yep. as well. Yeah, yeah. They do. that is the yeah. biggest crock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What else, Courtney? Sad news for Macy's lovers out there. The department store has announced they're closing 150 stores over the next three years. Mm. The chain is going to close down Macy's, and they're going to prioritize the higher end um, stores under the umbrella, under okay. the Macy's umbrella. So that's Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury. Those are going to go up. Okay. Macy's department stores are going to go down. Well, everybody buys everything on Amazon anyway, right? Macy's got I some mean, good yeah. deals, though. Yeah, Macy's usually has very good yeah. deals. I, I will say Bloomingdale's always has very good deals as well. They do? Yes. Yeah. Blue Mercury, you will not find a deal. No deal? It, that's in the I never court. even heard of Blue Mercury. It's a, well, you wouldn't. It's um skincare and, uh, oh, okay. and makeup. Yeah. Okay. All right, we've got to take a break. All we right. are at JetBlue Park, Fort Myers, Florida. 
day one of our spring training broadcast, and we will continue with Courtney and the rest of today's news next. And then the president of the Boston Red Sox, Sam Kennedy, will join us here at JetBlue Park at 9 o'clock this morning. Welcome to this place, I'll show you everything. Sunshine and bright here in Florida, although I, we leave and it's going to be 60 today, Shime. Is that right? You guys are, it's uh, nice and warm this morning, a little bit. Winter's over, Curtis, I think, declared it the other day. Yeah, yep, it was it rainy is. overnight, but it's going to be nice and warm today and the rest of the week. It's going to be glorious. Okay, well, um, we are at JetBlue Park and awaiting Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox, who will join us at 9. Uh, if you missed it, we just got to talk to Liam Hendricks, who is the newest member of the pitching staff of the Boston Red Sox. And uh, you can go back on the Odyssey app and listen to that in its entirety if you happen to miss that. And if you haven't downloaded the app, you should do that. It's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And then you can listen to us from wherever you are, whenever you want. You can listen to, to the entire – sit down and listen to the entire show at night or – in the afternoon, or just go back and hear stuff that you want to hear. Uh, tomorrow on this show, Nick Pavetta. Right now, though, Courtney and the rest of today's news. Greg, your neighborhood, it's spiraling. I don't know what's going on in the seaport right now, uh-huh. but it's not good because a Newton man set fire in the Lola bathroom oh. after he was refused service <clears throat> because the staff says he showed up a bit sauced up. Okay. Uh, was this on uh, a Sunday? Yes. That is uh, that is the day at Lola, 42, Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the man set the bi- the bathroom on fire. Yes, he was uh, refused a drink, so uh-huh. he took his water, threw it at the staff, uh-huh. then it seemed like he was leaving, but if you've ever been to Lola, the exit's to the right, bathroom's to the left. He yeah. went to the left, went in, set fire in the trash bin. Mm. Uh, the staff found the fire. Okay. He was later arrested. Uh, he was identified as David Gong uh, of Newton. Very good food at Lola. Okay. Great burger. Uh, My they, favorite. They do have a great they also have and curtis i don't know if you like the lobster fried rice but the not a uh, lobster guy the, the lobster fried rice at lola is uh to die for mm. um, the best truffle fries yes ever. also uh that is a restaurant if i remember correctly where santo never takes his credit card out of his wallet when the bill comes he does he yeah. asked if you wanted to split the bill and uh, he said oh it's already taken no, care of i believe uh, i believe that uh, i had to pay for the whole entire thing because I, you gave your card mid mid meal i will probably i'm guessing pay for the whole entire dinner for everybody tonight and i'll be delighted uh-huh. i'll be delighted with that when we go to the capitol grill this yeah. guy went next level yeah uh, he went 2.0 courtney he just didn't go to complain about the bathrooms he went set some things on fire <laughs> Fire. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Are you? Do you have any anxiety about going to the Capitol Grill in Naples tonight? Or I think we're too far south that okay. nobody will know, you right. know who we are or yeah. you know anything that was said uh-huh. or the mistakes uh, I made. By the way, I, I'm thinking about changing that. Curtis, is everything okay? You're I very had, jumpy. I had it. Okay. okay so, by the way, it's like he's driving. <laughs> I have a freaking frog in my throat. This a-hole last night. So I get the rental car. I run out, get it ready. So these two lollygaggers can cross the street. I've never driven an Escalade before. And he's, camp- he's filming in the back. He doesn't even tag me so I can even share it. You are. And he's like, jumpy I, driver. I don't. 
I mean, can we just have an wow. honest an honest assessment of Curtis's when he's driving? Boy, I tell you, does it not make you it d- does it not make you extremely nervous? Yes. I would be happy to not drive. I, I know, I, I understand I, that. I woo. listen. I want. I don't even want to bring this up because I really appreciate the fact that you. Oh yeah, seems it. No, I very do. nice vehicle. But you're very jumpy. Wow, you're like moving around side. Just you do that thing where you accelerate it's out the of acceleration. A, it's the, yeah. it's the, out, like out of a right. Like a parking I did. Lot. I did the uh, dad stop on Greg when we were. Driving here this morning because the acceleration was intense. But I, but you, you don't know the car. You don't know how sensitive the gas is yet. It's a bizarre thing. You look at the dash and you see in front, and then yeah. you're seeing the same thing on three different. Yeah, yeah, it's called technology, right. Grandpa. Uh, oh oh like, yeah, I'm Grandpa. <laughs> he drives it automatically. Curtis, can you standing. check me in here? I don't know. Where's the thingamajig? <laughs> he is so yeah. It's, he drives it. It's you would weird. Think, it's like, you would be thinking that we're, he's driving a stick shift as much as we're bucking. Uh, oh, and, and he's like jumping around and looking at things and like making. Con- yeah. It's it's very distracting. It's a lot of buttons. It's, it's unsettling. <laughs> if, if I may say, it's unsettling. Can I say? It, can I give a compliment to Wiggy this morning? Yeah. Because you do things without even knowing. I think that are so kind and thoughtful. You guys, we stopped at the gas station to get waters and other things. Dip. And and I wasn't gonna say it. Dip and, is cheap. So cheap down here. And flavored, I love- right? Uh, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, this is a state that allows you to buy flavored chewing tobacco. Can you believe it in America? <laughs> but Curtis and Greg got out to go in, and Wiggy and I were in the car, and then Wiggy decided that he did actually want something, so he got out of the car. I watched Wiggy make sure that the car door is locked from the inside, close the door, and then he tested it to make sure that nobody could get in because I was still oh, inside the car. Oh, that's and so- it was such a nice, like, you really, you do nice things all the time oh. and you don't get enough credit. <laughs> it's chivalry. I don't yes, need credit. But it's also, it's he's you can you, the dad in you comes out uh, and it's you know. very, very sweet. I texted my mom immediately. I said, oh my gosh, Wiggy yeah. just did the nicest you, thing. You won't feel that way at 3 o'clock when he's at the rip joint, but that's <laughs> no, it's fine. That's all right, but you know you gotta, you got to be aware of your surroundings. Are are we gonna? Are we gonna go? Are we yes. gonna do the group activity, or are we gonna do uh, the activity that you and I discovered that is just uh, a mere two miles from Courtney's parents' home? I'm down for whatever. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to get Courtney's parents to show us around there because I mean, they probably know better than we do. What? What is it? Mm, call, up, act, call up the Coxes don't, or text don't, the Coxes. Don't act like you don't know. Yeah. Two miles from two my miles? parents. Yeah, your parents. Are you talking about seed to table? No. No, uh, no. Well, that might be the code, yeah, that, for, it, code for it. <laughs> that might be the name uh, your, for it. Yeah, your parents live two miles away from a nudist swinger pool. What? Yes. Yep. Now we know why they picked that community. My parents are not nudists at uh, all, and they are not swingers. I don't think you necessarily know what is going yes. on when you're not around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What's uh, it yeah. called? Uh, uh, I'll find it for you. I don't, uh, you know, so. you don't move someplace and you know there's a, a nudist swingers community pool a couple miles away. No, It's, my- called, it's called Eden Lake. Ooh. E-D-U-N-L-A-K-E. It's not a lake. It's a pool. Right. Uh, and there are there there's photo on their website. You can see all the nudists in the pool at the, at the not blurred at the same time. Uh, I mean, some things are blurred, but some some things are in places that they're not supposed how's to. Be. The I, 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 you, Wiggy, how's the Wi Fi? I hope it's good. The way you test it out, Courtney, is you just text your mother and say, "Hey, we're thinking about going to Eden, Eden Lake." Lake. 
and like, see what her response is. Okay, I'll text her. Like, right oh, now. wait, wait a second, Court. I wouldn't go there. Yeah, you know, that's how that's your dad and I stopping ground. We don't want you to come. And, you know, it's a private. Yeah. It's a yeah. private pool. We're members there. It's it's really private. We have an alias. Yeah. <laughs> the Wi-Fi access. I, it's definitely a coincidence. They picked this place because my dad's friend Ooh. and his uh, wife uh, live there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. not My a childhood point. friend. Yeah, well, well, we yeah. knew we knew you grew up in a uh, swingers community. My, but my parents were not swingers. Well, does your dad have a shirt that says Lake Eaton season? <laughs> and I know I know you said that your moms and dad they love the walks. So if it's only a couple miles away, no, they do love walking in the morning. I said, right. you know Eden Lake, and she just sent a question mark. <laughs> oh yeah. no! And a pineapple emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Brings me meeting to the thirsty paddle. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. We don't have time for news. Okay. Um, so we maybe we can get right. to that later. Shime, are we doing They Said It at 820 because of Liam Hendricks? Is that when you want to do that? Yeah, let's do it at 820. Okay. Uh, and the only negative so far when it comes to this trip is that I am missing one of my all-time favorite charitable events today. Um, and we're going to check in there next. Um, because there is something really cool going on when it comes to raising money and the Boston Celtics. So we'll check in down there next, and we'll be right back. The Greg Hill Show broadcast live this week from Fort Myers, co-sponsored by McFarlane Energy, the E.L. Harvey Companies, the Viva Trattoria, and Shaw's and Star Market. Wondering if he can be first to sample all of the Fenway snacks this year before the season officially starts? It's Jermaine Quality Control Wiggins and the Greg Hill Show, live from Red Sox Spring Training on WEEI. Uh, we are at a beautiful, sunny JetBlue Park, Fenway South, Fort Myers, Florida, day number one. Of three days here at spring training, and I, I said before the break, the only bummer about the only bummer about being here right now is I am missing one of my favorite events, and it is the 11th annual Saving by Shaving event, which was the brainchild of our next guest, Rob Hale, and it benefits Mass General. And Rob started this event 11 years ago. He's the founder of Granite down in Quincy, and that's where we're going right now. Hey, Rob, good morning. Hi, Hillman. How are you? How are you? How you doing? Great. It's not sunny. It's not 70. It's rainy and 40. But other than that, we're doing great. <laughs> well, uh, this event, you were at, if I remember correctly, you're in a sales meeting. Yes. And you were, com- you were complaining about uh, one of your salespersons, uh, the length of their hair. Yep. Uh, and they said they'd shave it. And you said, if you do, I'll make a donation to Mass General Hospital. That's how this started 11 years ago. And yes. now, so far, how much have you donated, Rob Hill? Uh, it's about $55 million. Oh, wow. That is, you are the most generous human being on the face of the planet. I tell you all the time, but Thank what you. you do for this community is extraordinary. And I know you got some special guests that are coming down there to get their head shaved today. We do. Uh, leadership from the Celtics, a, a leading player from the Celtics. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. uh, holidays coming. Oh, Stevens wow. is coming. Medulla oh. is coming. Oh, uh, Ooh. We might even have the governor down. Oh. We, we have a, an august crowd here to celebrate a special morning. Wow. Okay. Thinking of those Celtics names, who would be the biggest shave? 
That's a great. Brad? Uh, Maybe Brad? Brad, maybe. Um, well, Tatum could get a little buzz. Yeah. Mm. Jason, yeah. Jason Tatum would yeah. be. I mean, listen. A scal. Rob has a little bit of an in over there because he's one of the owners of the Celtics. Right. So, um, which, congratulations on the season so far, Rob Hill. Thank you. I have um, absolutely nothing to do with it. I am uh, delighted to be a fractional owner. I get great seats and free food at halftime, and I see uh-huh. you at the buffet regularly. <laughs> now, uh, it's, this is not about me. It's about you. Uh, the, <laughs> what would it take? We're at JetBlue Park. Yep. What would it take for you to buy the Boston Red Sox? I, I would like to. I, I would like to. I'm here. I think John Henry is here somewhere. Yes, I would be yes. willing to. I, I would take a point in the deal, obviously, but yes. I would be willing to negotiate a deal while I'm here if that if that would be possible. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the consideration. I um, I'm, I'm not a, a baseball guy. I I did play JV basketball in high school, so uh-huh. I was well equipped to be part of the Celtics leadership team. Uh, right. uh, as I mentioned, expertise in the food services, uh-huh. uh, but I'm not sure I have any baseball expertise. Well, I mean, you <laughs> might be able to. There, there, there may be a cash issue, uh, cash flow issue. Uh, they're doing a lot of things. Uh-huh. You might be able to get it for a steal, Rob Hill. I think it's probably just like four and a half, five billion. Not bad. You probably finance <laughs> that over fifty, sixty years or something like that. That's thousand bucks a month. Uh, over the time frame like that, I I would be very interested. I'm not sure current ownership would have much interest in that. Oh, they're Nor not going to take blame the, them. This is not a deal where they would take the paper on it? Is that, yeah. is that what it is? I don't think so. They have other interests that they need to finance, uh-huh. don't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, how many of your employees will get their head shaved today? Uh, plus or minus 1,000. Um, so we'll raise more than $4 million. Hopefully close to $5 million today. And, and by the way, it's uh, Boston Children's Hospital. Boston Children's Hospital. Sorry about that. Um, right. Well, it's, it's an extraordinary thing that you do and that everybody at Granite does. And I think we're going to come back around 930 or 945 and check in and see if we can get Brad Stevens and get Joe Missoula and get uh, whatever when you talk about Drew Holiday or whoever's going to be there. Uh, we'd like to try to get them on the show before we finish up today, if possible, Rob. I I think they look forward to joining you. Can I okay. throw in two quick uh, comments, please? Yes, yes, yes. F- first, Celtics, when they found out that we were going to be on the Greg Hill show and they knew of the reach and the generosity of your audience, they chipped in a package that I'm hoping you can help us auction off this morning. Ooh, okay. Uh, awesome. And, and it's, a, it's a good package. Um, starts with a... Uh, and, and we'll give it away th- this morning. Okay. Uh, a, a ball signed by every member of this team, and, and hopes are high that this is going to be a really successful and memorable team. Yep. A private viewing at a Celtics practice for four people at the facility, the our back facility in Brighton. After that, meet and bre- greet with Brad Stevens, as you know, president of the team. Four VIP tickets for the game against the Knicks on are those, April 11th. Are those, your, are those your seats that you're giving up? Uh, they, they are. So, okay. right. and, Sorry, and I, think, <laughs> I, I think we both know you, you've been in them. The only thing between you and the floor might be a photographer. Other yes. than that, uh, yes. you'll be on the floor. I love uh, our seats. Rob, our seats are great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, VIP parking, pregame picture on the floor, scoreboard greeting. It's, uh, I've been around the Celtics for 10 or 11 years. This is the most uh, 
this is the best package I have seen. And if you, if one of your listeners will outbid the others and buy yeah. it, every penny goes to Boston Children's Hospital. That's extraordinary. Wow. So why don't we take bids? We'll have Jackson keep track of everybody. Okay. Yes. Call 617-779-7937. That's 617-779-7937. And we'll take your bids. Unbelievable write-off when it comes to some customers. Yes. You want to bring customers and sit courtside. You want to bring customers and take them to uh, private uh, watch at that practice and meet Brad Stevens and meet all the guys. This is an unbelievable opportunity. So bid before the end of the show. And I, I guarantee you, Rob, you know this, but we'll raise a ton of money for you because the people who listen to the show are the most generous radio listeners in the world. So. I, I Being one of them, and I wouldn't consider myself in that generous category, I just linked myself into the <laughs> listener category. I know how generous your listeners are. And, and when the Celtics put this together, I knew this would net a lot of money for Boston mm. Children's Hospital and helping kids. So okay. uh, it's a great partnership. And, and final Rob, thought, i, I got to throw it in there. Yeah. Since we've been watching the dynasty, we, you forget how good Wiggy was. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wiggy's a monster. I, I, know. I, I, I just know. I appreciate to go to the Celtics game. That's my, <laughs> that was always been my first That's not what we're talking about. I know. I'm like, I'm like uh, you know, That's hey. That's not what we're talking I'm about. I'm trying to, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, and, but. Greg, you said the, the, to buy the Red Sox, which I would be all for, Rob. But I would go a little further. What about President? Is there ever been a more <laughs> yeah. open, a bigger avenue for the most generous, modest, successful guy Okay. Who's self-made, who right. knows what this country needs than Rob yeah. Hill. Rob Hill, president. Okay. Lower Maybe. taxes. <laughs> Got my vote. <laughs> uh. Well, I, I, I owe you guys now. I owe you coffee, seats, all the kind things you said to me. I owe you. Thank you. All and right. maybe we could just get some clippers from the CVS down the street, and we can do Greg's hair right here. Ooh, That's good point, Courtney. Ooh. I mean... Uh, f- and no. A special uh, extra fifty grand if Hillman does that on the air. Wow, Courtney Cox! I literally just got my hair cut yesterday. I went to see my guy Nate. I got the GLF yesterday, <laughs> Wiggy. All right. All right, I got the GLF specifically for this trip. Okay, look I mean, at maybe we could. Travis Kelsey, Grandpa Lucky Fun. <laughs> uh, I had a haircut. We could do yeah. yours for fifty. No, grand. I did uh, it. I did it last year. If you uh, so did remember. I. Yeah, uh, but uh, mine's still growing back. I don't even have eight inches to give. Um, <laughs> Uh, Curtis has uh, said the same thing many times. Hey. Um, oh, uh, all right. Rob Hill, this is an extraordinary event, and it's the 11th year, and over $50 million raised for Boston Children's Hospital. So um, I can, congratulations. Good luck to everybody. And we'll check back in during the 9 o'clock hour, see if we can get Brad and Joe Missoula and, and uh, the rest of the guys on the show. We would love that. Please be generous, listeners. Please be generous. Thanks, thanks guys. All right, that's Rob Hill, an extraordinary guy. That's How a about a guy? Who, uh, it really is. That's man. awesome. And for him to say, I'm a listener, not, I, I, I'm not taking any credit for being the generosity part. It's like you are the most generous human being yeah, on this planet. Well, if you don't know, last year, Rob, under, Rob and his wife undertook donating to charitable organizations in the city, and they donated $1 million a week for the entire year, $52 million to 52 different charitable organizations in and around Boston. So he's an extraordinary human being, and if I do nothing down here, I'm going to get him to buy the Red Sox. And the other thing that's just so amazing, you know, when we went to the Beachcomber, I'd never been to the Beachcomber. Yep. And after you go to the beachcomber, all you see in Boston are people wearing beachcomber shirts or beachcomber bumper stickers. Yeah. I had never met Rob Hale until I started working with you. Once you meet Rob Hale, 
every hospital you go to, every philanthropic endeavor you see, yeah. you see his name. Like, everywhere from the Y to the to the Dana-Farber to Boston Children's to Mass General, it's, I have never seen a singular family more pervasive in donating to causes than they are. Well, yeah, he lives that, the, uh, the, the Jack Kennedy philosophy, the, you know, to whom... Much is given, much is expected, you know, right. and they and they do that every single day, and so right. they're they're awesome. All right, I think Adam Jones is going to go down there, and we'll check in with Jones later and see who we can get on the show. Uh, we will get to they said it coming up at eight twenty or thereabouts. We're a little bit behind here this morning, so probably eight twenty-five on they said it, and then nine o'clock. Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox, will be here with us at JetBlue Park in Florida right now, Courtney. And what is trending this hour? Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant. Sorry, Ken's texting me about something I need to throw in there. Uh, the C's took down the Sixers last night, 117-99. Jalen Brown. Ken is very active. I, I want to say I like it. That's a hands-on manager. Yeah, very active that's today. right. Very active, and I like it. Hello, Ken. Yep, yeah. good morning. <laughs> Great job. Bob's mine. Jalen Brown led the way with 31 points, while Jason Tatum was right behind him with 29, along with 11 rebounds. The Sox game ended in a tie yesterday with the Cardinals. Three apiece, another one for the Sox today, taking on the Nationals in Palm Beach, 105 start. You can listen to Joe and Lou on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network, on EEI 850, and, of course, as always, on the Odyssey app. And that was brought to you by Dr. Ma- Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran and Christian you can call them at 1-800-GET-HAIR. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right, Courtney, back home in Boston right now. A little bit of rain, 51 degrees, kind of gross day back there. But here, 65 degrees already, mostly sunny skies, afternoon high of 82 here at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers. Well, the boys of summer taking the field here sometime soon at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida. And we will be here not only all morning long, but tomorrow and on Friday. And coming up, we'll talk with Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox at 9. And tomorrow, Nick Pavetta on this show, among others. And it's getting warm down here I'll yes, say it, is. <laughs> uh, it is uh it's getting a little warm wiggy can we tell yes. what's the plan what, can we go over the plan so we got dinner tonight what's after know. this uh well we were gonna take courtney to twin peaks because she hasn't been to yeah. Twin peaks yet and i've heard that the food is actually very good there oh we were gonna uh, wait, have they, wait, they have food there <laughs> uh yes, yes. hey uh, so... oh we were gonna have courtney's parents show us around <laughs> the nudist resort yeah what's the name of it again eden lake eden lake i looked up that website oh you did it took a bit to buffer <laughs> um i was i mlb press pass i'm sure is not yeah. happy that i was on that website no, key they have the key part of that uh, word <laughs> is buff yes B- B- UFF buffer. Yeah. Full frontal women photos on. But the, the body is beautiful. Right. It uh, is. That's I mean, the definition I just, of nude. And yeah. it's interesting to see how people trim every area of their bodies. Okay. What do you mean? They didn't, the the they, different. Um, the, the styles? That yes, they, different styles. Oh. I mean, this is the anything goes state. Right. Also, I think people, I feel like people when they get older, they're less concerned about what they look like and going going nude. Like I, I just don't. I don't think it matters. Like I they, don't think. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Greg. And what should you? Hey, like Courtney always said, the body's beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Everybody is you beautiful. Know? Yeah, and that's why we have the manscape. I have the manscape. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. They sent me the things. Gronk is a big uh, uh, endorser of yeah. it. Uh-huh. And Greg, you got a lot of hair anyway. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, let's be clear. I, I groom myself. Right. I mean, right. I, you know, I don't want to get too personal here. But, I mean, we already I, got there. I, it's, uh, I don't know how we got on. Oh, we got on well, this topic because of the parents. Was, yeah, my parents do not know about it. My mom says that she's going to ask around. Uh, oh, is that yeah. the key word? No, she's going <laughs> to. They are at like a golf so course. They are not. The instructions on the play. We have to get to they said it. We have to get to sports. But Why? The, the instructions The instructions on the website yeah. that you were reading are very strange. It's like fill out an envelope. I don't know what that means. Grab a wristband and come in. No credit cards accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wait, so, where, where would you keep your credit card? Yes. Hey, where do you keep the cash? That's the, the fanny pack. <laughs> the, <laughs> I mean, it's very interesting. And yeah, it, I mean, I, they don't want you bringing in any kind of... Uh, I don't think... Any, I think they want to protect people from a paper trail. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Cash uh, only. Cash only. Right. And there is a forum page where people ask... Ask questions right. and there are answers. Um, yeah. They give the eating establishments around the yeah. the place. Did I'll you tell see- you uh, this. I'll tell you something that was said earlier in this studio here at JetBlue Park makes a lot more sense now. Doug, our engineer, said that he recently purchased a drone, and I think I now I think I now understand why 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 he purchased why he purchased the drone to fly around randomly around Florida. Well, it's but, a great point. Did you see the forum? Did you see this? Not John Cox writing in there. I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, somebody in Twitch asked ask said ask Greg about the Canadian bush during the summer at OOB. Oh, can you also, are you like aware of the, I mean, there are ways to write that or say that that aren't exactly how it's written. Oh, uh, is it like a, like, is, is that like a, a special bush in Canada? No. I didn't, I no. didn't. I don't want to misquote him. Right. I, no, I, it's just, I think you should be a little bit more like it's a family show. Oh, I, like, oh it is? Yes. It oh, is. now it's a family show. That's when we right. talk about Courtney's parents being swingers yes. or shaking my tatas, not a family show. Right. Well, it wasn't a family show on Bikini Cam Day. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think the, the Canadians are a little bit less apt to, uh, a lot of the Canadians vacation in Old Orchard Beach. Oh, okay. That's okay. like their Florida. Okay. Uh, and so, so uh, <laughs> that's, it's a little bit different, but um, a little bit. Uh, but anyway, they don't groom the same way Americans might groom. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yes, they like to show off their hair. Yeah. And just a heads up: uh, the annual beach cornhole tournament. <laughs> To benefit the Greg Hill Foundation, uh, will go on sale on Friday. So I know you're interested in that because you sell it out every year. I think this is probably the sixth or seventh annual beach cornhole tournament at the Brunswick. Uh, it's happening on June 1st, and we'll try to time it out so the road show is on the Friday before. But uh, anyway, that goes on sale Friday morning. Just a heads up on that, and let's get to this. <laughs> It's time for... Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. They... They want you to cook the dinner. At least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Said it. Wake up the Del Mambino and have me facing. Maybe I'll drill him in the eye. They said it. Brought to you by AAA Work Trucks. Take the work out of your next work truck. AAAWorkTrucks.com. I'm just going to say it. All right, quick programming note. They said it normally happens at 7 o'clock on this show, but... 
We had the opportunity to, to talk with Liam Hendricks, who is an extraordinary guy who joined this Red Sox team this year, and uh, we did that at seven. So they said it now, and there's a lot to get. There's a lot of they said it, Sean. I don't know if we'll get to it all now, but we can squeeze it in before Sam Kennedy. Yeah, we'll get to uh, as much as we can here. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, let's let's start with uh, Brian Hoyer, former quarterback of the New England Patriots. Talked about what he believes the Patriots should do in the draft, and he supports someone that right now isn't getting the most support. Look, there's a lot of different things that they can go. I think obviously the number one question is always going to be with the quarterback. You know, I'm going to stick up for my guy Mac. I know that he's kind of got a raw deal the past few years. So, you know, with that third pick, they have a, a, an option. What do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, you, you're in line for one of the top three guys, but also, you know, being a quarterback guy myself and looking at a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., <laughs> I mean, you, you pair him up. You know, I, I know what Mac's capable of. I witnessed his rookie year, and I don't know if there's been a receiver that's come out in, in recent times that's more prepared. Obviously, he has the DNA, you know, and then he's gone out here and proven it. You know, I don't watch a ton of college football, but when I watch and see Ohio State and the things that he does, I mean, it seems to be like a bigger, faster version of his dad, which, you know, you take that any day. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I mean. Yeah. Um, is it possible no. that Mac Jones can be saved? No. Did we not? Hey, uh, they said it. I'd rather hear Elliot Wolf than Brian Hoyer because Elliot Wolf said it's about body language, body language, how you carry yourself. Yeah. And that was clear shots at Matt. What about Jones. this though? If you're gonna you're gonna draft a quarterback at number three, yep, and you take your pick, whether it's Jaden Daniels or it's Drake May or yep. whoever it is, mm -hmm. would you not want the opportunity to sit that guy for a full year? No, I want to play him. No, I want him to play. I want to play. It him. doesn't have to be Mac Jones. It could be Mac Jones. Uh huh. Um, but I mean, uh, like, don't you? Th you rush these guys, and mm -hmm. it never, it rarely, ever works out well. Like, so maybe it's Jacoby Brissett, or maybe it's you know whomever for for a for a gap QB for a year. So you have a rookie who has a true opportunity to learn the system, to not be under the the gun, to to not to, to not. You know, turn into Zach Wilson right away. Yeah, but I think for every Zach Wilson, there's a C.J. Stroud, there's right. a Justin Herbert, there's, Joe a, there's a Joe Burrow, there, there, Josh Allen. It used to be. You're right. Yeah. And I feel like if you have a Chiefs team, the Chiefs did when Alex Smith was a starter, and they took Patrick Mahomes at ten. That was perfect. Mahomes went from a little bit of a different offense at Texas Tech, gets the NFL, gets a year to learn for you know a great offense with Andy Reid and Alex Smith. The Patriots are not contending in any way. Right. So You're not going to be contending next year. Right. Like so you want to get through all those growing yeah. pains as quick as possible. I, I would throw next year, like, like they're going to be, at, at, in my opinion, Gerard Mayo, this team, maybe they win two more games next season anyway, regardless of who the quarterback is. Like, why not? So throw that year away in the sense that you're going to develop a quarterback and give him a year mm -hmm. to get confident and, and you have somebody who's a stopgap and, and maybe it's Mac Jones. I'd rather, him to, I'd rather whoever the young quarterback is take his Willie Lump Lumps, you know, his rookie year, and learn from it and build okay, off of that. Okay, but can today's, like Wiggy, we talk about this all the time, can today's guy handle the anxiety of being the guy from the start. Well, I would say that like, today, if he can't, then you know early he's right. not the guy. And today's guy more likely. But Mahomes, you just talked about it with Mahomes. Yes. Mahomes is the guy. Yeah. But, but he wasn't the guy that first season. Right, because I, they had a perfect situation. The Patriots are in the opposite position as the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs had a great offensive mind in Andy Reid. They had a great coordinator in Biennemi. They had a very good Pro Bowl quarterback in Alex Smith. They had a team that was already a playoff team. 
and they added added Mahomes. The Patriots are a four to five win team, and you know what? It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they lost more than they won next year, and they get another top five pick. So you take Jaden Daniels, and then you get a receiver next year in the top five. All right, uh, what's next, Sean? Uh, next, we can actually hear another clip from Elliot Wolf. He had a press conference yesterday. We played one earlier. I'd like to play one more for you here. Uh, this is what he talks about how his new pitch to free agents is going to be. Because uh, outside of the press conference, he said it's going to be less of a hard-ass vibe in the building. And so this is what Elliot Wolf says the pitch will be to free agents. Yeah, I would say our pitch to free agents is, you know, this is a new program and we're, we're heading in the right direction. It's a new era. We have leadership with Gerard Mayo that is going to be tremendous. Like he's he's just an unbelievable leader and developer of people. And I think that you know as we move forward with the new offense and defense, like it's going to be it's going to be pretty special and exciting here. Oh, that sounds like Heim Bloom. I it sounds I like it. it sounds like the Minister of Truth is what it sounds. Yeah, but like. I love it though. It's be- a, I know we know you love it because you can't you can't criticize Wiggy. I love Bill more than anybody, but you can't be a person who's like. Bill can't relate to these guys. He's too much of a hot ass. He who was like that? Uh, uh, I mean, who? Who wasn't? I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, okay. So I think I said that. Probably. Two people out, but I would say the majority of people felt that way. You can't be this hot ass. He don't know how to relate to players. He doesn't know what he's doing in the front office. All he does is trade down and trade back. But that's not reality. But that's that's not. These guys were there with him in the front office. Right. Yeah, but we they know had no that. voices. What do you mean? Did you watch? So were the, the that's were they, the, that was were the, the complaint. Vi- were the videos like the Zapruder Zapruder film where they staged? So when Bill was sitting in the draft room, going, "Everybody okay with this? What what are we gonna do here? What like was that all fake?" But that was that was the Come narrative. On, Come on, Greg. No, do you no, really no. believe? And I'm willing to put up. I I know we love polls here. Love a poll. Do you really believe that the majority of people? I don't care. Well, I don't know why you're insistent on talking about what that's, the. That's who we're talking the, to. I'm not to the listeners and I'm the fans. Not, no, I'm not. I am. I, Curtis and I have been asking the question. I've been asking it since I saw the first episode of the Dynasty. Why the need? To disparage Bill Belichick and to turn him that's into, but like that's the, our whole the, point. Like yeah, that's the what dynasty, the point. The dynasty is different. I get no, what no, you're saying with thing. the dynasty. No, no. Uh, Elliot Wolf is saying we're gonna do things that are so different than what everybody knows what we did in the past. Do you think Elliot Wolf would be talking the way that he is right now if during Dynasty it wasn't a Bill bashing session? Yeah. I don't. I, th- I think that he saw that I, as an I, opening I, I, to... No, I don't think... I, I think the... I, I would disagree with you. I think the attitude in the building is... has turned into... Uh, we got rid of this uh, horrendous, mean... Cantankerous douche. Dictator guy... And we believe that everybody, fans and media, everybody hated him the same way we hated him. And therefore, we're going to sit out there and tell everybody, even though we were a part of the whole thing right? for the last however long period of time. Even though our name is signed on every check. uh, Even though we were a part of the whole thing, we're going to whitewash it and blame it all on Bill. And I don't get it. It doesn't. It, it it's not hitting with me, as you might say. Yeah, well, I I don't, I don't not, get how you don't get it when the everybody has said the media people for the last five years is Bill is a control freak. Uh, control freak when it comes to signing guys, it drafting worked. guys. It worked. And, but no, nobody has said the draft has worked in the last five years. But Wiggy, this is, is the issue. Is, Wiggy, come on. You, no, here's what I, Wiggy, I hear you a thousand percent. Well, if you hear me, you understand. I understand. But here's the issue I have. 
you can know all of those things and you can conduct business in a different way. Yeah, with tact. With tact. I you can sit there. Of- but, but, Wiggy, what free agent in the NFL? You know far better than me. I have, yep. The closest I got is Rivers, and we were about, you know, a couple wins away from the NFL. If. You are a free agent in the NFL. Who cares about the leadership ability of your coach? Because you know why, Curtis? We used to have this conversation where you would say it, and I agreed at times, what free agent wants to come here and play for a hot ass like Bill Belichick who don't let them do anything? Now we flipped that script, and we've gotten away from that guy, and now it's like, why are they criticizing the guy? I think it's just different because nobody's asking Elliot Wolf like, what's the difference between you and Bill Belichick? He's just putting that information out there without being asked. Like when Craig Breslow did his talk and we asked him, uh, you know, what what are you going to do different than we saw Heim Bloom do? Because a lot of fans, a lot of media thought he was taking the cheap way out. And he said, you know, I don't want to talk about that. He took the higher road. That's just what we're saying. It's After just, everything Bill did, people should be doing. It is an odd thing to, to every opportunity you get to try to find some way to, to stick the knife in the back of the guy who is considered by everybody right. to be the greatest to ever do it and delivered a, an S ton of success. Just because you're the greatest region. to ever do it doesn't mean you're a nice guy. Uh, right. Agreed. But here's what this quote yesterday it stopped me in my tracks. Phil Perry tweeted it out. Quote from Elliot Wolf Certainly there's more of an open, less of a hard ass type right. vibe in the building. Right. Like the notion that Elliot Wolf, who owes his opportunity at the Patriots to Bill Belichick, is sitting there at the combine a month removed from the the owner saying he was the greatest to ever do it, it just doesn't resonate with me. It sits like a like a bad piece of chicken. Are you talking about my... the combine that the head coach of the New England Patriots didn't go to? Right. Uh, that Bill was uh, roundly criticized for not going to. Correct. Are you talking about the same combine. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. It's and it's just like it's absurd. Like, why are you doing this? It doesn't make any sense. If you win with this new way, you let your winning do the talking. All right. We are at beautiful. Yeah, I think you can hear the birds. Yeah. yeah. Stunning. We are at beautiful JetBlue Park, Fenway South. Shime, you have more. They said it. We should get to. Oh yeah, I have a couple All more right. cuts. If we'll you do want it to after. Them. Yeah, we'll do it after the break. So, and then at nine o'clock. Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox, with us here at Friendly Fenway South on WEEI. Well, here in southwest Florida, the palm trees are swaying in the wind. The infield is getting a quick mow, Curtis, Mm. and baseball at Fenway Park right around the corner. And we're here for three days at JetBlue Park. And we'll be joined by Sam Kennedy coming up in just a, a little bit. And we'll talk to Sam Kennedy about everything that has gone on so far, spring training-wise. And before Sam and, joins us, we all know they were two wins away from the World Series two years ago. Mm-hmm. Can we cover that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Good. Now we'll yes. get to the today's team. <laughs> yes, yes, we, yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> I'm nervous to see that interaction. What, when Curtis and Sam in. Kennedy? Oh, oh it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. You didn't you a liar. Yeah, you you apologized to Dan Shaughnessy. And then Shaughnessy almost died. So. It's, it's going it's uh. to be great. Um, Sean, you want to get back to the rest of They Said It real sure. quick before Sam gets here? Sure, let's do it. Uh, okay. real, real quick, because it's always mockable, uh, let's let's go to a golfer. This time, let's go to John Rahm, who's now uh, with Live Golf after getting that <laughs> massive contract. And he talked about uh, texting a couple guys from the PGA Tour and you know just checking in with them. Rory responded, Tiger, well, here's what Rahm said. Tiger... No, not really. I mean, Tiger 
Uh, I texted him and the people that tried to reach out, you know, throughout the process when I signed and I just let him know, hey, you know, this is a personal decision. I have nothing against anybody. I want to make one thing clear. If allowed, I would still support the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. I'm not giving up and there's still some events I would love to absolutely play. Oh, All right. God. If they get that merger to happen, it's going to be a little bit awkward with some of the fellas. A uh, little bit awkward. Uh, it was ye- a year, a full year of guys like John Rahm coming at all of the guys who jumped at millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And now it's like, yeah, I just want to be clear. Uh, oh, still, taking shots like, at guys that oh, yeah. Yes, oh, okay, yeah. yes. Yeah, all of them that. that jumped ship after the first year where they well, said, the oh. Well, big, the big talk is now that Rory might jump. It, if, if Rory jumps... He, hey, there, it's seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Damn! See you later, PGA. But, but, <laughs> but of all the things that we see, and like part of the reason this this business jaded makes me jaded about certain elements of of the sports world is that I go back to that Jim Nance with the PAG, PGA commissioner, whatever Monahan, sitting there. And defending the the families of nine eleven uh. against the Saudi investment fund, yeah, and how contrived and despicable that was to use the people who lost their parents on nine eleven, kids that never met their fathers, mm-hmm. women who got married when their dad never met their husband, to all, go after live, to go and after then to turn around and accept the merger. Like, <laughs> like of all the thing. things that you yeah. can do, yeah. like yeah. using the people who lost the most on nine yep. eleven as your jumping off point to attack someone yeah. to to save your overlords at the PGA Tour. Oh yeah, right. awful. What else, Shine? Uh, next, let's hear from Joe Missoula. Uh, you know, one of our favorite things with Missoula is his back and forth with Gary Washburn. They're always great. So here was Missoula and Washburn on the three-point shooting margins last night. You guys are 0 for 2 from 3 in the second quarter. Is there? Wasn't this the opponent where you asked me if we shot too many threes, like game no. four of the yeah. year? <laughs> Full circle, huh? What a beautiful moment. Yeah, a circle. That's a good question. No, I just think every game is going to present a different challenge. And so when you're oh. looking at that sharp margin, you have to ask yourself, okay, why and how are we going to attack and defend at that level? And so um, I don't want to get into a box where, like, and we've never said we have to win doing this. That's never been stated. We always take what the defense gives us. We're one of the best teams at, at doing that, and that's kind of the, our offensive philosophy is take the best shot and find the best shot. Uh, so when once it took us, you know, it took us to about, I would say, end of the first quarter, beginning of the second, to just understand how the how the opponent was defending us, then we just have to make that adjustment. And uh, we made that adjustment by taking care of the ball, going to a few different formations, and then uh, just keeping defending at a high level. Okay, I love Joey clap back. You do, you like it? Yeah, because you know it's kind of rubbing off on me now. Like when you hear him, he's like he he like takes receipts and he bring. Well, remember when you had that article about how many three pointers we shot? <laughs> uh, wasn't this the team that you had that? It's like you know, and I think he's kind of like. Um, you know, like he's this is his personality and this is who he's becoming and this is what the guys love of him and he always kinda puts himself, you know, in the in the line of fire. So well, Curtis actually gave him credit earlier this morning for managing that game last night, timeout wise and, and uh and load management wise. So. And and he is sixteen wins away from being a cult like Belichick Jr. type of figure in Boston. Because the nucleus of this team is very young. Mm-hmm. If they win a title he has all the receipts, his way works, mm-hmm. and he's got a long oh, yeah. runway to have that job. So, I mean, it, it, this there's nobody in Boston that can get 
can, has more to gain or more to lose right, right. now than Joe Missoula. Well, he's going to get his head shaved in about an hour at Granite, and hopefully he will join us on this show before we finish up today. Anything else, Sean? Yeah, one more quick one for you. The, uh, there's an age-old question of how often do NASCAR drivers pee in their suits or in their cars? <laughs> um, and I know Wiggy is uh, extremely interested in this. Uh-huh. So, actually, Denny Hamlin spoke about it and talked about how recently it was the first time he's ever done it. For the first time in my whole career, 18 years, 19 years, peed in my seat. Oh, I was about to say that. I was hurting. <laughs> I was so thirsty <laughs> the second half of the race, but I couldn't drink anymore because I, my body, I'm sitting there in the seat and I'm like, please just let it go. And I just couldn't let it go. And I, I, I've had, I just have never been able to go in the car. There's something about it. Something just doesn't feel right to my body. And it just, it just hangs on. so i'm sitting there during the red flag and i'm i'm looking at the clock i'm like 20 laps to go and my stomach is killing me my bladder is just dying and i just close my eyes and i'm like as soon as i hit i got the first dribble boom oh no no way I mean, you- it must like think about when that happens to you in a car and you hit every kind of random right. bump or yeah. speed bump. Right. How bad it is! It must be magnified oh. by a thousand. How long if you're do they driving, go? You're driving as fast as those guys are. How long is a race? Like, how long are they in the car? Uh, it's like uh, I don't know. It's a couple couple like hours. Four hours. Four hours. Four hours. Yeah, but twenty wow. laps to go, and you're just sitting in the puddle, like the the chafing. Don't everything. Be gr- don't be grossed oh, out by it. Don't, I mean, I'm, it's, it's not even grossed out. I just I feel for, I feel for them. Well, they, they have should, then yeah. have to sit in it. They should build like some type of contraption. Yeah. That allows it, you to kind of like where you you can pee, but not you peeing on yourself. There's like a tube. Like in a space. No, that, like a cat. Thing? Yeah, they, kind yeah. of something like yeah. that. Yeah, they have those. I, they have those. I they think. do have those invented, but that would be like using a cart in the golf course. It would mitigate the pain. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I couldn't imagine. They should do what the rest of us do when driving and grab an old Gatorade bottle off the floor. Well, I, I like. I mean, one hand on the wheel, one hand on the. You know. Yeah, but you, when I, we do like, that when we use our knees. If you're using your knees going 175 miles, it doesn't an hour, work out. I don't know. All if right. it's going to work. That's they said it. A quick, somewhat quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. We are at JetBlue Park. Awaiting uh, the arrival of the president of the Boston Red Sox, Sam Kennedy. He will join us next. This is the Greg Hill Show, live from Red Sox Spring Training at JetBlue Park on WEEI. This show from Fenway South JetBlue Park is brought to you by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Massachusetts and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com. By the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. By Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. And by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. And it is a pleasure for some of us to have our next guest here, Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox. Hi, Sam. Good morning, everybody, except for Chris. Welcome to uh, spring training. Welcome there to spring. Is. Welcome to spring training. Uh, you guys squash your beef? Is that beef and squash? Uh, listen, I, I smiled and gave him the handshake, and all good. All right. It's a new year. We're uh, we're moving on. I, I, I have no personal beef with Sam. <laughs> but lots of other people do, so all good. All listen, good, I think, Listen, I think oftentimes, uh, you know, keeping it, as Wiggy would say, 100 
Um, you you end up being the spokesperson for this ownership group, and I'm sure that that is a can be a difficult thing to do. And well, uh, it's give me a break. It's better than a real job. I yeah. mean, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this organization. It's sure. been 23 great years, and got to take the good with the bad. It's been a tough uh, off season. I know there's a lot of frustration and anger and passion. <laughs> That's what we expect here. So yeah. um, it's uh, I never take it for granted, even for a minute. I mean, John Henry uh, was here or is here, um, it, it, and I and I I feel like from the outside looking in, I think there are some fans and some of us in the media who just say, "Hey, we would love to hear from John Henry or or whoever, kind of what the strategy is." Is that something that you guys talk about internally? Yeah, listen, we we do, and and John and Tom uh, have um, <laughs> over the years spent a lot of time with the media. There's been times when they they've talked, they haven't talked. Um, you know, look at the end of the day, if we're doing the right things and the team is competitive on the field, we don't have um, these issues about whether ownership is talking or not talking or what are they saying or how are they saying it. We just need to be competitive and do the right things. And we haven't the last couple of years. So all the frustration, the animosity, the anger, the passion, that's why Boston is the best sports market in the world. And we have to take these periods of time where there's uh, frustration and, and disappointment uh, with a grain of salt and recognize it's rooted in a place where our fan base all across New England loves the Boston Red Sox. We love the Patriots, the Celtics, the Bruins, uh, and it, it just goes with the territory. So, look, I can tell you, and, and Chris and I, you know, we were jo- I, I was joking. I don't know if Chris was smiling. Too. We, we talked about it on Winter Weekend. <laughs> the part that we do take – personally and that's hard and it's it's our fault i got it like someone like me needs to contain their emotions you get personally upset when people say you're not trying and and but i thought about that and we need to realize that people equate spending and big free agent deals with trying and 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 investing in the team we understand that so um that's on us and we need to go out and and improve it and uh, get this market excited about this team that's what i'm saying to you is that we do equate that so we look at and say this team finished in last place with a payroll of 225 million dollars as constructed right now the payroll is 205 million dollars you said the payroll is most likely going to be less this year i think to to share the strategy and say listen we think we can win with a lower payroll and the reason why we want to have that lower payroll is x would be helpful yeah it's a great question i mean look it's it's where we are in terms of the evolution of this team with the young players that we have we're out trying to sign and extend um, a lot of our young players we've had guys that over the last couple years um, didn't contribute or had injuries so we feel like we have veteran guys like trevor story like rafi devers like nick pavetta who's going to go out and have a great year uh, that can be leaders on this team and we do have a good young core coming along now that doesn't mean we weren't out in free agency trying to match up Yamamoto is an example we didn't get there that's on us no excuses um and we do have financial parameters that we that we lay out every single year, just like WEEI, I'm sure, has a budget that you lay out each and it every year. It goes down every By the year. way, who's getting Our, the Capitol Grill tab tonight? Uh, uh, that, that is Ken Lair. <laughs> okay, all right. But, it's going to be on me, Ken. There's no way Ken is paying that. Or the Red Sox it, could pick it up. And well, you know, <laughs> we're, not, we're not above bribing people. <laughs> yeah, well, think about that. I don't think I didn't think about that walking in. Um, but look, it, it, we have had seasons where we've had big splashes, big 
big free agency signings. You know, I think about uh, Dice K. I think about the trade for Chris Sale. That is a part of it. And we've had some additions to this team this offseason. We have not gotten there on a big free agent, splashy signing. Do we think we can be competitive with this group of young guys that we have? the veteran players that we have in that clubhouse. Yes, we do. Do we have the ability to go out and add to this team um, before the season starts? Yes. Do we have the ability to add at the trade deadline? Yes, we do. The People talk a lot about philosophy uh, changing. The, the philosophy here for 23 years, the strategy is to build around a core group of young homegrown players and add free agents at a period of time where you think you're ready to take that next step and win a World Series. And that's worked really well over the last two and a half decades, and we're going to stay with that that philosophy. By the way, Chris Sale was lights out yesterday. Yeah, of course. Uh, He's going to win the Cy Young this year. Yeah. <laughs> Any way to get him back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was my hookup uh, for golf down here, so I, I have to call him, actually. Uh, whether or not we hear from ownership is one thing, but we have been hearing from players, and you bring up a leader like Rafi Devers, and, and he's been pretty outspoken about how he feels this offseason has gone. How do you guys feel about that when you hear frustration coming from the guys, especially the leaders in this clubhouse. Yeah, I, I think it shows you just how competitive they are. The fact that these guys want to win a World Series each and every year. Um, you know, we, we stepped up and made a $331 million commitment to Rafael Devers because of the type of player he is, the type of person he is. That was a the, the largest contract that our organization has ever um, given out. And, you know, he he wants to win each and every year, and I and I get it. And uh, it's on us to make sure he understands the strategy. Is great. You, you talked about that. Look, we're we're, we're building this thing uh, for uh, hopefully twenty twenty four to be incredibly competitive and for the future. Um, but look, I I understand. You know, we we all would love to just snap our fingers and have uh, the biggest free agents uh, in baseball. But that's arrive the way here. you used, That's the way you used to do it. Um, I take exception with that. I mean, okay. listen, there's been some. Well, it's just the truth. I mean, there's twenty three years. We've had all sorts of different off seasons, you know, going from 2012 into 2013. You know, for example, we had a couple of smaller signings that really worked out and we shocked the world and won the World Series. We've had other years where we've had big free agent signings and we haven't gotten to yeah. the postseason. So, um, look, we, we, we understand the frustration. We appreciate the passion, uh, but we, we just need to go out and win some baseball games. Sip, I don't think it's the brochure. Like, I don't think it's the packaging that the fans don't like. And I don't think it's that John Henry doesn't speak or speak. I, that, you know, we like that in the media. I get it. Yep. But it's that we all see that everything's changed. Whether there have been seasons and ups and downs. Fans here know exactly the last 23 years. I don't know a single Sox fan that isn't grateful to you, John, Tom, Larry, everybody, Theo, Tito, everybody that brought the World Series here. It's just that every year we see things in the way the roster is put together, the importance the team has when it comes to financial investment, and the now the manager of the team who's entering a walk year, all of these things on, on their own would have been the biggest story in Boston 10 years ago. Now people are just, in Springfield, we saw people enraged at this direction. So I guess it's what direction is this and will there be a day where the Red Sox return to the investment both financially and in terms of the way the roster is put together every year yeah I hate to say that's a fair question um, it, 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 and the short answer is yes 
Short answer is yes, because the strategy is very much building around the uh, young core of, of homegrown players and then bringing in free agents to complement that, international signings to complement those guys. So uh, the short answer is yes. Yeah. There, there absolutely will be that day. It didn't happen this offseason. You know, I mentioned the pursuit of, of certain uh, players, which yeah. I probably shouldn't have, but, uh, but yeah. just to point out, we, we didn't we didn't get there, but th- there will be a time when a splashy signing uh, may happen. But I would not sleep on this year's Red Sox team because, as you as you point out, because the package of players, the roster that we have, the rotation, the back end of the bullpen. In terms of how you see this team, I, I wouldn't sleep on the twenty twenty four Red Sox. But yes, there will be a day where we where we in the future have a a very splashy uh, off season and 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 that will be that'll make everybody happy in the moment but you know what won't make people happy if we do that and we win 76 games and we don't uh, put ourselves in the postseason so we, we got to get into the postseason we got to play baseball in October and everything else will take care of itself you, you had the zoom with Jordan Montgomery is, is that a guy that you think you might be able to get this season I don't think I'm allowed to talk about okay. free agent pursuits a like that but yeah yeah I mean uh, listen you, you know Brez is um, uh, working hard continuing to work hard, uh, and it's my job to come on the radio and not break Major League Baseball yeah. rules. Okay, <laughs> all right. But, what, but just the financial component. So you know that the team isn't, or you don't know you the the the, the prognostication is that this team is not the favorite to win the division. Yeah, I understand. That they may not be the most talented, maybe the least talented. Why that not? I'm not? That I'm not sure about. But but, let, but I mean, let's see. Let's we'll see. see right? But yeah, why we'll not address that? Why why enter the season? with a roster that's not at the top of the division. Look, you you have a certain amount of resources, right? And you can allocate them um, across the balance of the roster. And that's what we have to do. You, you can, it's nice to say, go out and just spend hundreds of millions of dollars on a free agent so you can um, say that you did it. <clears throat> We're going to, look, Greg said it. We're going to spend uh, well over $200 million uh, on our baseball operation at the major league level, spend a lot more on top of that in terms of infrastructure and, and scouting and player development and facilities and all that. Um, but again, fans don't want to hear about that. They, they, they want to focus on the team. They want to focus on us being competitive. Uh, and if you look as, at the package, as you said, Chris, if you look at the lineup and the roster, you're starting to see a young, more athletic, defensive-minded team, hopefully that's healthy, that's key, uh, take that field on opening day. And I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. Sam, is the philosophy not just for the Red Sox, but in Major League Baseball changing financially? Because when you start to look at guys, you brought up Jordan Montgomery, you bring up Blake Snell. These guys, I think Montgomery wants seven years, 175. Blake Snell wants like more than 250. And if you start to look at maybe where the money's going, is it that teams are now starting to say, we're going to reduce the amount of money that we're giving some of these players like a, a Jose Altuve. He signs up like a contract that you look at and you go, maybe three years ago that might have been fifty, sixty million dollars more. Is that philosophy changing? Unless you're the L.A. Dodgers. Listen, the the way the the, the industry of baseball works, we're, we're roughly a twelve billion dollar industry. I don't have the exact numbers, but roughly fifty percent of the the revenues go to player costs, and and, and the other fifty percent go to the expenses to cover the industry. This is a, a, a about a break even industry, um, and that's 
really the focus, the revenues that get generated from our loyal fans, from people that watch on TV, people that spend their hard-earned money at Fenway Park on, on beer and, and hot dogs, and, and that goes into player pay. It goes two places, player payroll, and it goes into the renovations and preservation of Fenway Park. Around Major League Baseball, I can't speak for the other groups, uh, but teams have an obligation to invest the revenues they generate into player payroll. That's what the Red Sox do. That's been our focus. That's not going to change. Um, and, and that's really important that we honor that commitment uh, to our fan base. I don't want to speak for everybody else in the room, but for me, when you guys parted ways with Heim Bloom, I think a lot of fans and, and people in the media thought that the philosophy was going to change in a big way, that this was going to be a big splash of, of the offseason. And it seems like it's kind of more of the same. Was that the change? Is, is going from Heim to Craig Breslow is there going to be a shift? Are we going to see that? Or I, I guess a lot of people don't understand why make that change if you're going to do more of the same. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the things that are happening behind the scenes um, are, are, are different. But, um, you know, look, we, we, we parted ways with, with Haim last September. He's a, um, a, a great baseball mind, a great person. And I don't want to sort of go back in history. With Brez, we brought in somebody who um, has a particular expertise in pitching, number one, which is a big need in the organization. Number two, this guy's a World Series champion uh, two times over. He's only on the roster a day, I think, in 2007. But big part of that 2013 run, he knows what it takes uh, to win as a player in Boston. That's not something we've had in that general manager role before, something we're very excited about. Um, and he's been excellent so far. I think we need to give him a chance uh, to to build this team sort of in his uh, image and 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 in a way that uh, brings us back to what he knows is the goal, and that's winning baseball games in October. Does Theo have an office down here? <laughs> He's got the best job in sports. What, you know, what I, is I, it? I, 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 <laughs> well, I, I, clearly, I need a lot of advice. So he, he is he is a senior advisor. To, I'm not okay. sure he's helping me with our media relations oh, uh, PR strategy, um, but no, he's. It, it's actually been awesome to uh, have him back and have him available. It's a part-time role where he is uh, helping uh, John and Tom and me and uh, Craig Breslow here in Boston, but he's also helping um, our other sporting operations leaders across the Fenway Sports Group portfolio of well, companies. And, and it led to two nights Pearl Jam uh, at, at Fenway. <laughs> oh, he gets credit uh, for that, too. But you, lost right, Zach, yeah. but you lost Zach Brown to Gillette. How did that happen? Hey, listen, oh, there, there, there's enough music to go around. We, we, I mean, that's, uh, we'll be I'll be. I love Zach Brown. We'll yeah. be. At, we'll be at Gillette for that. Pearl Jam coming to Fenway is great. So see, Theo's uh, already paying off. Noah Kahn. <laughs> Noah. Oh, my daughter is like, Dad. Can I get two hundred tickets? Yeah, for Noah? you could help us <laughs> out. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Right for other reasons. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if maybe this is a Theo question, but you said that the money goes back into the Fenway Park or the roster. Last year, you had a bigger payroll than this payroll. I saw in the Globe you said that the season ticket renewals were up yeah. over last year. So why is the payroll down if the finances are better this year than last year? Well, finances are not better, but again, I'm not going to talk about uh, specific financial parameters or, or, or our budget. What I will tell you is the revenues that we generate from the Boston Red Sox are reinvested into the Boston Red Sox baseball operation, our operating expenses, and Fenway Park, um, and that has been consistent for 
23 years. Um, this is not a profit-oriented business, the baseball business. This is a, uh, a responsibility, a stewardship by John, Tom, and Mike to do everything they can to put a winning, great product on the field, and that will continue in 2024 and beyond. But the team's worth $4.5 billion. I mean, they've made 10x of the investment. I mean, it's certainly not been a, you know, a not-for-profit ever. Well, you know, what something is worth is what someone will pay for it down the road, but you have an operation, right? You have operating revenues and you have operating expenses and uh, those have to line up and uh, each and every year, and I can assure you that those revenues are going in uh, to, to, to the player expenses. Speaking of what it's expenses. worth, have you been listening to the show this morning? Uh, I listened to, uh, I was hearing uh, about the Capitol Grill. I heard no. that part. But okay. I, what what else? We had Rob Hale on earlier. Oh, the best. Uh, the, Rob's uh, the best. Uh, I mean, could we do it like four and a half billion dollars? Like a deal? <laughs> uh, is that, is, uh, like somewhere in that neighborhood? Is I, it? I can tell uh, you that Fenway Sports Group, John Henry, Tom Warner, Mike Gordon, yours truly. Uh, Love it or hate it, we are not going anywhere. <laughs> All right. We are fully committed yeah. uh, to the Boston Reds. This is a privilege. It's a privilege to uh, be a part of the ownership group and the operating team of the Red Sox, and we're not going anywhere. We just have to uh, get the team back where it belongs. Would there be any sorry? Would That's any, any interest in somebody like Trevor Bauer, who you could get from a, a very affordable perspective and, and maybe add some? Amazing. Again, I think I've lucked out on this one uh, in terms of not being able <laughs> you to can't talk, talk about uh, okay. players that are um, that are free agents and and, and available. So, um, all right. Don't want to well, touch that. No, I was going to say, go. Sam. Like it, when you look at this team in years past, like they're always somewhere top five when it comes to hitting. And you know, I think the question marks become pitching. And you look at aces and who's the ace of a rotation because then maybe he elevates everybody's play. I know that you guys are trying to work on an extension for Brian Bale. What's the expectations? Is that like, is he the kid that you're looking at? I know him and Yamamoto basically the same age, right? Is he the player that you're looking at in-house to be the ace Take it the bull by the horns to say, because if you can play at a high level, maybe that elevates you know, some of the other guys on that rotation. Is that the expectations for a player like him? Yeah, without putting uh, any expectations on it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> this guy, uh, to me, uh, appears to have the makeup um, and all the qualities of a number one uh, ace. But again, I don't get paid to make those baseball operations decisions. Thank God that's Craig's uh, area. And Alex Cora talked about the rotation um, and the guys who are lining up at the top of the rotation and, and other guys who are fighting for that fourth and fifth spot. So, But Bayo should be right there. We're really excited about him. Uh, he brings a great energy to the mound every night and, and excited about what he might be able to do. I'm Tanner Houck threw a couple perfect innings here Monday. Listen, we'll, we'll go as far as, uh, as health takes us. Um, if we can stay healthy, I think we got a real shot. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for taking Appreciate the time. Thanks, Great guys. to see you. Good luck. Eating. I All hope right. dinner at four thirty tonight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, early bird special style. for Greg. Yeah. Curtis would like if you'd like to join us for dinner. You <laughs> and Curtis <laughs> can sit next to each other. Twi- Twin Peaks at yeah. eleven. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Capitol Grill. Uh, yeah. Just bring yeah. some yeah. merch. Yeah. Two X. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, you want some merch? Right. Two X. Five mentions about free sweatshirt. Hey, by the way, real quick before and on the business side of things, anything? What what what's new at Fenway? Well, we get there in a month. The biggest thing is well the continuation. 
of the development around the neighborhood and the, and the music venue and the way that uh, the bleacher sort of overlook connects in. But the biggest thing, the biggest marketing initiative uh, we have right now is this Netflix project. I mean, it is unbelievable the level of access that they have. I think it's a big risk for the organization uh, to take, but it's. Um, I think it'll be great for baseball. Mm. I think it'll be great for our players to humanize. You guys talked about Liam this morning. Yeah. So our fan base getting to know these players and what it's like to grind. Um, I'm a sucker for any of these documentaries. I love them, um, and so it'll be exciting. It doesn't come out till 2025, obviously, but it, it, the level of access is unprecedented. And so that's a full time job for your friend Colin Birch and, yeah. and his teammates. All right. Well, we know you look forward to the front office report every Thursday. <laughs> we'll be there soon it, enough, it, Sam Kennedy. All right. And all right. Greg, the mustard. What? We need to get the mustard oh, yeah. back Can at we Fenway get, Park. Yeah, what, the spicy brown. Uh, the, like, what? What? I don't, what's what's, the, what's what, Curtis's position on Curtis, it? Curtis, how, how do you feel? I, I'm agnostic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, can we, need we to please? Get it back. What is the issue? We'll, yeah. take, we'll take it under advice. Right. I mean, honestly, it's mustard. Yeah. Good mustard. I mean, there are people who love it, people who want it back. Bring the mustard back. Can you believe you get paid to do this? No, I really can't. I don't. I actually don't get paid. Some of us don't. That's what I'm saying. All right. Maybe that'll be in the the Netflix. Netflix. Oh, it's going to be in Netflix? Yeah. And I'm available if you need me because Dynasty didn't want to use me. That's it. All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to Dynasty. You haven't seen it yet? No. That's good. That's really good. All right. uh, That's Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox. We are at JetBlue Park and day number one of spring training with us here at WEEI. Now, Courtney, and what is trending? Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Timeout Market. The Seas took down the Sixers last night, 117-99. The Sox game ended in a tie yesterday with the Cardinals at three apiece. Another one for the Sox today, taking on the Nationals in Palm Beach. 105 start. You can listen to Joe and Lou on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network on EEI 850. And, of course, as always, on the Odyssey app. And we've been talking about how Patriots personnel have been Talking about Bill Belichick so far this offseason, well, Mark Daniels just tweeted, Gerard Mayo made a point to the media to say that just because they're changing culture and have different philosophies, it doesn't mean they're taking shots at Bill Belichick. They want to replicate the success, but are trying it a different way. Oh, okay. Okay. Someone was listening at 6 a.m. this morning. Yeah. Somebody's been hearing the whispers. Different way, man. Let's try a different way. Yeah. And now it's time to figure out who's in timeout today. Oh, you're in timeout. Let's find out who's getting a timeout this week. Brought to you by Timeout Market, Boston's best eating and drinking destination in the Fenway, all under one roof. Timeoutmarket.com. How do we do this? So we we're all? each going to give somebody, put somebody in timeout, oh. somebody that you want to see put in the corner, maybe okay. back, uh, facing the wall. All right. Okay. Anybody have any? I'm going to go with Elliot Wolf. Ah. I think that what happened during the combine, he's got to be put in timeout, and I think Gerard Mayo just did that a little bit. I'm right. going to put the lady that walked back six rows right as we landed in right. Fort Myers <laughs> to get her stupid suitcase instead of waiting five minutes like the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, I'm like going to he... put uh, Greg in timeout because I love the new approach by Elliot Wolf and that's not, not how it works. Board. It's not me. It's not a. I, I, he put a lady in. Did you give him? I know he put the lady in. It's, so, it's supposed to be somebody in sports. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you give him a heads up on that? I, I did not. Um, okay. I'm sorry. All right, so uh, if I'm going to put somebody in timeout in uh, sports, I'm going to put the. Can I go with the people who try to harass Cam Newton? 
Yeah. Yes. Can I yes. do that? Yes. Can I do that? I'm going and those guys, Jason Whitlock. I'm putting that brother in timeout because he's criticizing Cam too as well for getting jumped by three three buffoons. Those were adults. Who yes. Are, who are coaching youth football? Who attacked Cam? I told you. Yeah. What a great example. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to put Grant Williams in timeout. Oh, it's a good one. And I'm going to, this might shock you, I'm going to agree with Draymond Green. Okay. Okay. uh, That Grant needs to uh, keep the mouth quiet and play some basketball. Wow. If you want to be a tough guy, you got to back it up. You're not a tough guy. Um, I think it's time to to, to let your uh, what you do on the court speak for itself. And you should have wore Luka Doncic sneakers. Oh, yes, yes. All right. <laughs> so that's brought to you by Time Out Market Boston. Yep. Uh, Boston's best eating and drinking destination in the Fenway, all under one roof. Timeoutmarket.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. I put myself in timeout for not knowing that properly. 54 degrees, drizzle in Boston, afternoon high 57. It's gorgeous here. It's already 70 and sunny. Fenway South, Jet Blue Park, coming alive here. R- Wiggy, you want me to go rip a couple fungos in your direction before yeah. we get out of here today? Yeah, I'd like to take a little BP, man. I'll tell you, it, it is a nice... Your first time here. Yeah, and I always like watching baseball in person than on television. I think it's the second best sport to watch in person after basketball. Uh, but it's just like, it's really cool to be this close because then you can really see like how hard they throw the ball, how fast it comes. So Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a beautiful day for baseball, and we are joined before we wrap up today by Sean McDonough of ESPN, who was brought to you by Catches Law Group. New England's injury pros set up a free consultation at CatchesLaw.com. Morning, Sean, and we are here at a place that you're very familiar with, uh, Southwest Florida and JetBlue Park. Yeah, I'm jealous. Spring training's great. Sounds like you're having fun. It was an interesting time there with Sam, so <laughs> it's all good. Well, what did you think of Sam Kennedy and what he had to say about this ownership? <laughs> well, I'm biased because he's a friend, and you know I <laughs> like Sam, and I think he's in a tough position, uh-huh. especially with uh, Mike Wallace uh, slash Chris Curtis over there. <laughs> Just, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I admire it, you know, not afraid to ask the tough questions. You all asked, uh, I think, all the right questions. Right. Yeah. He answered them as best he could, you know, it's, as, uh, as he kept saying. It's, the, the narrative isn't going to change until they start winning again. So yeah. it's a sm- hopefully that the- starts soon. It's a small margin business. Right. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of profit in it. You know what it is, Sean. I think of it. You know, I, I think of, I think of Gr- Green Monster and Greenpeace, both non for profit. Well, I I think a few of us would volunteer to take the business off their hands if it's just yeah. not going well enough for them. Yeah. So, uh, well, listen, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be. Doing I would be some... curious to know what they make, right? I mean, off off the baseball team or what they don't make. You know, what what, yeah, the, what right. the bottom line actually is. But obviously, Times are tough. you're not going to get that answer. So. No, I don't think you'll. Yeah, I don't think you will. Um, no. But listen, you're going to be doing some games for us on the Odyssey app and on the radio this season, and we love that. And um, so I'm sure you're paying attention here. What is the likelihood? I, you know, uh, we talked earlier with Liam Hendricks, who talked about the this being the traditionally the toughest division in baseball, and uh, you know the Orioles got 101 wins last year and got better this year, uh, adding an ace, and I. Uh, like, what is the likelihood that this team can be competitive in this division this year? Well, I think it would kind of take what I think Sam was describing, you know, and hoping for. It was kind of a convergence of a lot of events that, you know, based on the recent history, you know, isn't really likely to happen. But 
you know, we have seen it before where expectations were low and they won the World Series. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I can't see that happening. I just don't think they've done enough, if anything, to improve. And, you know, the other teams, you know, I, I think uh, a couple of the other teams in the division may have slipped a little bit. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be as good. Uh, but I think the Yankees are likely to be better. You know, I, I think, I'm not sure if Toronto is going to be as good. Um, but, yeah, I, I still don't see it. You know, maybe it won't be a last-place finish, but it's it's hard to picture the path to winning the division. So, Sean, you don't agree with your friend Sam Kennedy that if they stay healthy, they have a good shot at it? Uh, he didn't really specifically say what it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> I, I don't think they have, you know, do they have a shot at winning? Yeah, of course they do. Um, uh-huh. But it, it would take a lot of, of, uh, of things being strung together that probably aren't likely to happen. Sean, when you talk I about... I would just like to know, okay, what what is the target date, right? Because what he said was, you know, their philosophy has always been to, you know, build around uh, their own young players, and then when they feel the time is here that they can realistically contend, then they go out and add free agents. So when do they anticipate that being? I will you know, just I say said, it. I, I, I hope just, it's soon. It's clearly I, not this year because they didn't go out and do it. So... I'm just trying. I'm trying to encourage them to just say it. Like if you're looking at, yeah. you know, a lot, you know, that next year, two years ago, whenever it is. But then right. they can't, right? Because then it just feeds the narrative that well, they're not trying to win right now, which has become the narrative, as we all know. But yeah. but the more meandering an explanation, the more distance it is from the truth. Like if if, if it's a pretty simple question to answer. Obviously, things have shifted. Just say it. We all took a hit during COVID. Right. We're all adjusting. And we're going to get, you know, we're, we're going to see what these young guys can do and work on the, the, the prospects and, and look to 25 as a season where we can start spending again on free agents. Say that. Fans will appreciate that. They're not going to stop going to Fenway Park. Right. I, I, and there's you know, precedent for that in sports. I mean, that's basically, if you guys remember and, and women remember, uh, what the New York Rangers did a few years ago, right? They wrote a letter to their fans and said, hey, we are in a rebuild mode. And then and they did it, right? I mean, I, I know we don't need to turn this into New York Ranger talk on WEI, but, yeah. you know, they had a young core of players who now are, are older. And they are you know, and they went out when they got uh, to the point where they thought they could contend and added free agents like Artemi Panarin. And uh, they have one of the best teams in the NHL. So, and I think their fans, you know, not all of them appreciated it, but I think most of them did. So yeah. I, you know, I think people in most areas of life appreciate the truth, right? Yeah. Honesty. And I think, you know, I think Sam was trying to get there without actually saying it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, right. well, we're getting closer. Spot. Maybe we're getting closer. Uh, well, I don't, I, you know, you're a baseball guy, you know, and I, I mean, I've, I've watched the sport. I, you know, I'm a fan of it. But isn't baseball the one sport where the best roster with the best talent doesn't always win? Like, I mean, you, the Angels have had the best player in baseball for how many years in Mike Trout? Um, so is is maybe so the goal is to get less talent? No, no, no. But is the mindset on paper like just because you have these great names on paper that that doesn't equate to winning? Um, so is, well, is the yeah, approach changed a little that, bit? You know, because when you get to the postseason, as you know, Wiggy, you know, then it's a short series, and you know, it, it's usually the team that gets the best pitching in that short span of time, and sometimes 
that isn't always the best team or the team that's been the best. I mean, look what the Dodgers have done here for all these years. Um, you know, so the, um, you know, to me, the, when the Red Sox ended the curse, it was because they finally had the best pitching. You know, mm-hmm. that's usually what wins in Major League Baseball, the best pitching, particularly the best starting pitching. And I think that's still the biggest reason why they're not likely to contend this year. It's, it's not good enough. Well, Sean, well, we're, about, you know, we're about... I heard you just talking about Tanner Houck and Brian mm-hmm. Mayo. Yeah, I mean, if all those guys uh, have tremendous seasons, then maybe we're talking about something different. We're about a month away from baseball at Fenway Park and hearing you on the radio and the Odyssey mm-hmm. app, and I appreciate you taking the time this morning, and we will talk to you again next week when we're back in Boston. Uh, I look forward to it. Enjoy. It's always fun to be down there. You guys are lucky. Have a great time. All right. There he is, Sean McDonough of ESPN on the show every Wednesday. Mm. Uh, we got to take a break, and then we'll check in one more time down at Granite and Quincy and the 11th annual Saving by Shaving event. See if we can get Joe Missoula. Okay. See if we can get Brad Stevens. I I told you, I like Joey Clapback. I like him. Who else is getting their head shaved? I mean, I think he said that. He said a a big Celtics player. Yeah, he didn't say. star Celtics player. But didn't he say Drew Holiday was going to be there? He did mention Drew Holiday, but he also mentioned Mentioned a star Celtics player. Leaders. leaders It's got to be one of the two Jays. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, I mean, mean, Porzingis doesn't need a cut. Right. Jalen Brown got braid, so maybe he shows up to support. Maybe not get a haircut. Right. Tatum could maybe get a little a little buzz of some. Maybe he gets a little Caesar Leo. Is there someone that gets the Mac Jones Award for shortest time spent at the Saving by Shaving event? <laughs> he really was not very friendly that Captain day. Dink. And was. that was when he, it wasn't just Mac Island. I was on the island, too. I yeah. was so excited to see him. Yeah. Body language. Yeah. All right. Well, they're all down there getting their GLFs down at... Uh, what at is the, a GLF? You don't know what a GLF no, is? No. No idea. I got one specifically for my trip down we to Florida. We know. What is it? Wiggy knows what it is. I don't know what a GLF is. You don't? No. Curtis, you don't know what a GLF is? <laughs> it's my haircut. What, is it like a gradient low for? fade or something? What? What? Is it like a gradient low fade? Or no, it's like the that? get laid fade. Oh. oh I'm going to go get sick. Wow. Ah, that's what it is. They they change that. They call that the Travis Kelsey now. Oh, they they do? Okay. Uh, We'll be right back from (laughs) Watch out, Naples. We'll be be right back from JetBlue Park. Tomorrow, day two at JetBlue Park, and we'll be joined here by Nick Pavetta. Earlier this morning, our pal Rob Hale launched an auction on this show. You got 10 minutes to bid. And I think the current high bid is $5,000 from one of you incredibly generous people. Money goes to Boston Children's Hospital. And Rob Hale, one of the owners of the Celtics, uh, offered up a uh, autographed uh, team-signed basketball, this entire team, uh, the chance to bring four people and go uh, private uh, trip to practice, watch practice, uh, meet, hang out with, interact with Brad Stevens, and then four of Rob's courtside VIP seats, 
Uh, anything I'm missing in that? Uh, one uh, VIP parking pass, okay. one scoreboard greeting to yeah. run second oh, oh, quarter, yeah. second timeout. Okay, Santo could buy that and send you a little anniversary message. That would be nice. Uh-huh. I would that like that. Nice? Uh, in one pregame picture on the court. Okay, awesome. So you have 10 minutes to call 617-779-7937 if you want to outbid that current high bid of five grand. Great opportunity to bring clients or, or family, friends, whatever, to a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with the Celtics. And I'm sorry if I missed it. Did you mention the basketball? I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Yes, Perfect. I did. That's important. All right. And speaking of Granite, it is the 11th annual Saving by Shaving event, one of my favorites. And I'm sad to be missing it, but we can go down to Adam Jones, who was down there in Quincy this morning. Hey, Adam. What's up, guys? How are you? How you doing? Pretty good. I don't think the weather's uh, quite as nice here as it is for you guys down there, but it's a great event, great turnout so far. We got uh, some Celtics joining us here shortly, or it's expected to be anyway Brad Stevens and Joe Mazzula, and uh, we're hoping for Drew Holiday as well, which I think uh, I heard Rob mention to you guys driving in. Yes. All right. All right. Um, we were. We want. Can you try to wrangle? Like, where's Joe Mazzula? Can you go find him right now? And great like, question. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen. Just call timeout. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I think he's still upset they didn't take enough threes last night. I think he's uh, he's gone into hiding. I think is what's going on. And it's great. The saving by shaving event, not a break even event like the Red Sox. So they're <laughs> yeah, actually raising su- money. I was surprised is, to hear that the Red Sox yeah. are not not for profit. That's good to know. It's not. I mean, in fact, all. Of, all of baseball is not a for-profit uh, industry. It's very right. interesting. Yeah. It's one of those small-margin businesses, like, right. uh, you know, like, like a restaurant. It's, yeah. a, it's uh, more about the passion. It is about it's, 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 You, you know, know what's amazing is since they bought the Red Sox, they've had all this thing called, what is it, oh, cash, <laughs> to buy the Penguins, to buy Liverpool, to buy LeBron's rights, whatever yeah. the PGA. that was. The PGA. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing how that happens. Yeah, I'd love to see their, their bookkeeping on how they broke even on all of this, but uh, something tells me we won't. But, no, I thought that was, that was very interesting from Sam Kennedy today. No, if you saw their bookkeeper, they'd have to kill you. Right. <laughs> I know. I know the answer. I know the answer to this because I listen to you guys in the afternoon. But uh, not much hope from your perspective for this Red Sox for this ball club this season. Uh, no. I mean, look, I, I have a little bit of hope uh, just because everybody seems so pissed at, at John Henry that maybe they'll get shamed into spending on someone like Jordan Montgomery. But I, I don't think that makes much of a difference. You know. I don't think that takes them out of last place. So, no, I mean, you guys are right. You're all over it. If you don't spend, regardless of what Sam Kennedy or John Henry, if he ever talked, regardless of what they say, if you don't spend on your team, you're not going to be able to compete in a division like the American League East, never mind for a World Series with teams like the Dodgers who spend like crazy. So, no, they're, they're, they're not going to get out of last place, even with a signing they get shamed into. I, I do not have high hopes for that. Why, why do you? Uh, after Liam Hendricks, uh, yep. sky's the limits for me. And um, and Wiggy uh, is Wiggy is ever the optimist. And, really is. Uh, he, he, and adolescent Pedro. Until yeah, he gets his new City Connect sweatshirt, then he'll start ripping them. Again. No, 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 I did. No, no. I did hear. Uh, did you get hooked up with the swag yet? Is that that's still in the mail? Uh, it's coming like my uh, Celtics jersey. So. <laughs> I still support the Celtics. Or like your appearance in, in the Dynasty episode 11. I'm excited about episode Adoles- 11. Uh, Adolescent Pedro. He's going to have a monster year. He's the new ace. All right. Okay. Well, one thing we will not break even at tonight, and that's Capitol Grill. So, uh, <laughs> I heard well, Ken's picking up that bill. I think that was yes, news yes. to Ken. He was, yep. he was on headset during that, well, so that, I think that was that, news to him. <laughs> Jones, that's what they say until we get there, and they say it's going to cost us $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you-
are you guys doing this afternoon? Oh, we'll be reacting to what you had to say, uh, or more accurately, Sam Kennedy had to say to you. Uh, we'll talk a little Celtics from last night. Plus, uh, you know, Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf, the last couple of days, the idea of a culture change in New England, how necessary is that? For the Patriots, it's interesting, because uh, I don't have high hopes for them either, so I guess they'll try to change their culture in the meantime and then worry about wins and the playoffs and, and Super Bowls, like uh, things like that, I should say, later on. All right, and if you can, you'll get Joe Missoula, Brad Stevens, whomever on with uh, with Gresham Foyer. Yes, well, uh, we'll All corner right. them at some point. I've not; they've okay. made themselves scarce at this point in time. But they had a game last night, so a little a uh, little late rising, maybe. All right, Jones. We'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Awesome first day. Yeah, good. You happy, awesome. you happy oh, with it? Oh, yeah. Such a good mood. Yep. Yeah, you happy with the way everything went on Twitch? Yes. Beautiful. Love yeah. it. Love it. All right. Um, thanks to those who watched the show on Twitch. Thanks to those who watched it on YouTube. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to the Boston Red Sox for hosting us here. We're off to a little uh, lunch at Twin Peaks. I'm very excited. My first time. Courtney's first time. Uh, maybe some pool. We're going to a little pool activity. Ooh, first like that. a bag of sand. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Ken Sean. says great job, everybody. What's that? Ken says great job. Oh, everybody. thank God. Oh. I was waiting Thanks, for that. Thanks, Ken. Oof. Thank you. Thank God. Uh, Missoula Shime. was awesome. Shime, you actually did a great job. Well Thank done. you, Greg. I appreciate right. you. Right. See you, Shimer. Okay. See ya. Gresham Foyer next. We are back at 6 tomorrow morning from JetBlue Park, Fenway South at WEEI. Have a great day. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.